Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You good? What's up, Gypsy gang? We're back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And my guest today is the wild man himself, Willie Stoke. Uh, Willie runs Ballin' on a Budget, and he is also a member of the Craze Co. Uh, and their Who Are We Hurting Cannabis Activist campaigns, uh, as, bunch, uh, as well as a bunch of other entrepreneurial endeavors. Uh, he is actually... We've only ever lost two podcasts that like we recorded and didn't get released. Uh, and Willie was on one of these, and it was about two years ago when we first built this studio. Uh, we had a really uh, very stoned conversation, um, and because we had some teething problems with the studio, it just didn't really work. So Willie is back, uh, bought his little posse as always, um, and we had a really fun time. This was about this was about as random of a podcast in terms of like topics and topic switches and the way that it just kind of run um so if you're a fan of these type of podcasts where we just sit and fucking go uh then you'll enjoy this one uh also a bit of a disclaimer talk about drug use we talk about uh, a lot of sex stuff um so if you uh listen to this one in the car with kids maybe don't um and just enjoy it in uh in your own time uh getting close to chrissy been a big year for us so hopefully this gets you through some kind of like christmas road trip or you know your last shitty shifts at work uh before we get into christmas holidays um we're brought to you by the guys at train aid uh now uh, this is about as genuine an ad as i could do these guys obviously pay us to advertise on the podcast but in the last few months since having Geordie Sullivan on the podcast, I've gone through three tubs of train aid, uh, and I really don't see myself not using this product from now. Um, I talk about it all the time, but got the one kidney thing. I find it really hard to stay hydrated, and this has just completely changed that for me. Um, I get up in the morning and I put two scoops of this stuff into a 1.5 liter bottle of water, smash that while I'm at work. And then when I get home, I do the same process again. I'll drink it while I'm like training and stuff like that. Uh, and then I just make sure that that's gone by the end of the day. So there's three liters, um, of water with the scoops of train aid in there as well. Um, Geordie is also about as legit as it gets. He's the guy that is responsible for the weight cuts of guys like Alexander Volkanovsky, uh, style bender, all the boys, um, Actually, I don't know if he does. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah, he does style bender stuff too. Uh, Casey O'Neill, he literally everybody uh, that is like in the UFC through uh, through Australia. So the dude's a wizard, and he 
basically hired some of the best people in the world uh, for nutrition uh, for nutrition and hydration to develop this drink to rehydrate his UFC fighters. And yeah, like I said, we get paid. This is an ad. I use this shit and I will use this shit even when I'm not getting paid. Um, it's been really, really, really good for me. My headaches are gone. I'm not waking up in the morning um, with headaches. Like it was quite regular for me to do that. Um, and I just always seemed like I was right on the edge of being like dehydrated quite badly. Um, so yeah, trainaid.com, Gypsy 10 is going to get you 10% off. Just give it a try. Um, similar thing with TikTok nutrition. Uh, nutrition's been something that I kind of struggle with. I'm working a lot of like kind of crazy hours and then I get home and I pretty much have to go straight to jujitsu or I'm like Saturdays, I get up, I go straight to riding and then I'm cleaning bikes. And so bachelor life is not conducive to really looking after yourself with food. Um, maybe it's a shitty excuse, but that's just where I'm at. And TikTok nutrition has just been like this plug and play thing where I order my meals every Thursday they get delivered and I've got a full uh, full fridge of meals to eat all week and it's super clean like they don't go overboard with sauces and salt and uh, and it's actually formulated like with nutritionists um, and they've got like different styles whether you're trying to build muscle lose weight um, they're, they're fresh they don't freeze any of their stuff um, and I also just can't speak highly enough of this service it's made a massive difference to me I feel a lot better it's been over a month um, that I've been on this program. I feel so much better. And just the ease of not having to think about eating good food. I was spending so much money on Uber Eats and just eating shit food, going out all the time. Um, so this is just really given me like some structure and routine in my nutrition. I feel the benefits. I'm seeing the benefits in my body. Um, so yeah, I, again, can't speak highly enough about this. You only get one meat suit to take you through this life, uh, so you might as well look after it. Uh, so tiktoknutrition.com.au uh, and if you use the code GYPSYGANG, that's going to get you $20 off your first order um, when you order 10 meals or more. So we're also brought to you by the guys at Dixon Flannel. Uh, they just released their McDoin Flannel, which is another... Um, it's another Aussie one that, that Sammy and the crew uh, have just made happen. And it's one of my favorite looking flannels that I think Dixon's ever done. Uh, Mick Doohan, obviously an Aussie legend. Uh, so I think that the Doohan, you got to get amongst it. Uh, really good st stocking stuffer idea. Um, and the guys at Dixon don't just do flannels. So get on to dixonquality.com.au. Uh, board shorts. Uh, they got like uh, training shorts. There's so much different stuff that, that these guys do. Um, so yeah, rep the gang on that one. Uh, dixonquality.com.au. Gypsy Gang is going to get you 15% off. Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Dry Times. Uh, drytimes.com gypsy gang 15% off as well uh, these are some dope ass towels and we're coming into summer and you know Christmas holidays is spent predominantly at the beach here in Oz um, so they also just done uh, release some ponchos as well so I've been getting back into my surfing a little bit as it gets a little bit hotter um, so dry times have me covered for all that and they'll definitely have you covered as well uh, and finally we're brought to you by the guys at Crick's Tweed you can add a trick you can head to crickstweed.com.au you're going to ask for Kyle uh, my car of choice is a Mitsubishi Triton I've had my Triton for two years I absolutely love the thing it's going to be a very sad day when that car goes back um, but 
They don't just do Tritons. Uh, they've got a full range of new and used vehicles. And if you ask for Kyle, he's a fully fledged member of the Gypsy Gang. He's one of us. And he is going to help you get into whatever car you are chasing. Also, we just dropped some new merch. If you want to rep the Gypsy Gang, uh, we got our Gypsy Licious tee, our Gypsy Peak Performance tee, um, and a dope design done by one of our homies, Geordie. Um, it's a full Gypsy Woman, old school tattoo style. So uh, all that money helps us uh, keep making this podcast. That's it from me. I hope you enjoyed this podcast with Willie. It was a wild ride, and uh, we'll see you again soon. We're not done yet for 2020. Uh, 2021, far out, the years go fast. Peace. Fucking hell, now I get to relax for a bit. Yeah, it's always hectic, eh? Oh, sometimes doing the podcast is like the most relaxing part of it's my like day. It's like surfing. Like you, it's the only time you don't have your phone turned on. Oh, It's fucking awesome, actually. Yeah, I need to... Put that off to the side. Willie Stoke, welcome to the podcast, mate. Welcome. Thank you very much. Second time running. Come in. Second uh, time running. Yeah, so just for a bit of background context, uh, you are one of two people that have ever had a podcast completely fuck up. So like the recording failed. We were too stoned. We were way too stoned. Well, we'd actually just built this studio. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like two years ago. Yeah. Just on two years ago after the the Hemp Expo in Brisbane. Yep. So we just built the studio. There was teething problems. and all uh, good. Teething problems are all good. Better late than never. That'll be the name of my autobiography if it ever comes out. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Cheers, mate. So I'm drinking a coffee. Late night last night for me. So we'll see how this one goes. Busy man at the moment, eh? Yeah, getting there. It's... um. Yeah, I guess I just like I was saying before, just probably took on a little bit too much work at the end of this year. But you know, you get that. you get opportunity, and you want to say yes. Got to run with the ball, man. Drive the lane, drive the lane. Yeah. So how, how have you been? We haven't uh, spoken that much lately. I, I've so. been I've been good, man. Pretty busy. Um, COVID's kind of put everything on the back burner a little bit. Made traveling pretty much pretty difficult. I just had an event that I was meant to do at Art Basel with uh, Red Bull, uh, an NFT event that I couldn't go to because I don't want to get double vaxxed. Yes. Um, that was a pain in the ass. I've lost a bunch of money, but, you know, back and forth, going over the border, doing a little sneaky sneak back and forth, being a pirate. Um, but yeah, other than that, I've been good, man. Cannabis is progressing. Um, weed dispensary is killing it. Um, the movement where we just got, you know, like medical cannabis now in the last two years has become a lot more available yeah, in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Um, potentially because of us. Um, we're now in the process of um, trying to get the drug driving laws changed. So I'm working with a bunch of um, the ex-head of the Australian Federal Police, uh, the ex-head of the the ex-High Court Judge of New South Wales, um, Nick Xenophon, and um, the, the lawyer who just got... Um, Friendly Geordie's off for oh, the for the yeah, yeah, yeah. John Barillaro bros. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with them, and we're trying to change the drug driving laws because at the moment, if you are a medicinal yeah, patient, yeah. and you get the swab test, you can get done just like anyone else. Yeah. So if you have opiates in your system, or if you have any kind of medicine that's any prescribed other medical, by yeah. your doctor. Which um, also has warnings of don't drive under or operate 100%, heavy. 100%, but there's yeah. no drug test that yeah. doesn't work under that. You know, the swab tests are very, they don't work properly. There's no there's no reading on it that says that you're a 5 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10, you know, just like... Yeah, it just know, says the, positive the, with, the, with, with, with alcohol, if you you have to be 0.05, you know? Yeah. And that's what, two and a half standard drinks in the first hour and one drink after that, you know? Yeah. So 
Um, so we found that that's probably the biggest problem between, um, you know, the potential uh, legalization in yeah. Australia. Um, there's a lot of more and more patients are becoming aware that you can get medicinal cannabis. Yeah. It's a lot easier to get now than a lot of people think. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going through the process. Fantastic. That's yeah. great. Who are uh, you doing it with? Early uh, medical cannabis? CB. Fuck. CDA. Yeah, I think they're home. I think we've worked with them before yeah, through the yeah. Hip Expo. Yeah, my, my big thing was like, obviously, if I'm going to be like an advocate yeah. for it and there is a legal option, it's like I kind of need to do that 100%. to actually kind of legitimize the, the voice. I need to do it too. I'm just. We do need to do it because yeah. that's sort of the problem, I think, with this whole legalization process is, you know, if we are all just a bunch of fucking yahoos that are smoking illegal weed saying the benefits and whatnot yeah, so i no, think no. we all need we to have to represent it yeah and then, go through the process and then um now canberra has decriminalized um Fucking Michael, canberra. that's the only good thing canberra's ever done oh yeah that's definitely the um probably the it's the, like a reason gooch, to go the there gooch of australia yeah i wouldn't call it the arsehole of australia it's very it's close definitely the gooch yeah some really fast motocross rides that come out of canberra well, though, so. there's nothing else to do down there yeah so good just, outdoor stuff you know there's like just some really good um, mountain biking and you know obviously the yeah, snowy true. mountains are pretty close and stuff like that so if you're into the outdoor stuff but you know pretty boring place to live yeah so you're fucking super ripped yeah just get super <laughs> smoke bongs and did you just bring any weed by the way i actually forgot to I, bring I, weed today. I didn't i didn't bring any but i, I will bring i will drop some off to you tomorrow i'm actually on my way to we got the fireball crew to um way too stoned last time last time we got way too high and um yeah, homie over here, I think he fucked up the audio. I don't know, remember why. We didn't have our super producer, young Jamie, over there. <laughs> young G, young Gigi. Young Gigi didn't know who young Jamie was. Nah, do you, know who young, do you know who young Jamie is? You don't. Fuck, I love that. See? So that's good. So young Jamie is... Uh, is young Gigi. Joe, Joe Rogan's uh, little little hustler, little homie that pulls everything up on the screen and is his sound engineer and young jamie has developed quite a following in the uh youtube and internet space for being a, a very fast uh fast google searcher can you pull got that up jamie got a long way to go griff but we'll get you it's there. all right young Gigi, you're on the way man <laughs> but yeah other than that um you know that that um michael oh, i can't remember michael is the gentleman that um we were down there when 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 they signed over the um they signed the document that put the bill in that um that decriminalize cannabis in in Canberra, so that's a big step in the right direction. But Craze, my cohort mm. in my in all this, who are we hurting? Um, BS. He he got done. He's actually got a case coming up. Oh no! And way. what happened was he is he had a security company with about ten to fifteen employees, and he got um, obviously he was getting followed around because of all this weed advocate stuff that we do. And he's also a graffiti artist, so he's known by the cops, and he's a little bit of a mischief maker. And basically, he got done out the front of his girlfriend's house they swab tested him he um you know obviously he was smoking a few bongs before and pulled up a uh, positive reading yeah um and then he went to court his lawyer has told him to plead guilty because if he pled guilty then he would get a work license yeah he got a work license and then afterwards they've come after him and said that you're not eligible anymore to have a security license because you have to be an upstanding member of community of the community. Yeah, yeah. So basically, he's admitted under oath that he has a drug charge and they took away his security license. Now there's 15 people that can't pay their bills at home. Yeah. 
because of that so yeah and so i mean obviously like a, a focus of this podcast probably will be about like cannabis and you know advocacy for the legalization of it and i think that it's it's something i brought up i can't remember who i was talking to about it on here but it's just a way bigger problem than what people think it is because of exactly what you just said like exactly. there's these crazy fucking follow-on effects that no other uh drug you know kind of it doesn't chase you around the the way that this does um and then you know you look at like incarceration statistics all over the world with with yeah. cannabis and then the but follow-on it is changing. effects it is, changing. it is changing malta today is the first country in the eu that has decriminalized weed yeah, so right. you'll be able to grow what about I, portugal I, uh, Portugal, well, I think that's per, I think that's personal all drugs. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this is like cannabis decriminalized, and you can actually grow. Like I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to look at my phone. So what? Where? Whereabouts is it in Malta? Malta. Can you yeah. type in Malta cannabis laws, Griff? Yeah. So that just got that just got that just changed about in the last few days. That'll be the first uh, member of the EU that's decriminalized cannabis. Yeah. And apparently also Germany's potentially going to go recreational. C-A-N-A-B-I-S. If Germany goes recreational, all of Europe will go. And if all of Europe goes, maybe the UK will go. I've actually, Europe will fall. <laughs> that's fantastic. It's, it's, so this just happened. Uh, oh, yeah. So click into see, that first one. Washington Malta Post. legalized cannabis for personal use in European first. Yeah. Second. Uh... So fuck that ad off when we can. Click out of that dog. Uh, in Europe, the Netherlands was the first to permit the selling, buying, and use of marijuana. We need to stop using that word marijuana, by the way. Marijuana uh, is an invented terminology by the DEA in the twenties or thirties. Racist cunts. When they legalized, when they made uh, weed illegal, because they were um, basically using uh, Mexican immigrants as yeah. as basically Scape scapegoats yeah. and then they were saying that they were raping all the white women yeah marijuana yeah, marijuana. yeah. yeah. so we got to say cannabis because that's like the more technical term uh, buying and use of cannabis in shops through cultivation uh, though cultivation of the plant remains illegal some European countries and 18 US states and Washington DC have enacted various laws to decriminalize the sale and consumption of cannabis there we go or in the case of some u.s states to legalize it uh even as it remains illegal under federal law um so go down a little bit uh under malta's bill eight people 18 and older will be allowed to possess up to seven grams of cannabis uh and grow up to four cannabis plants as well why would they use up to 50 grams of dried leaf why which, would they use marijuana which is not flour, and so in the same thing? Because it's a it's it's a hype wordy thing. It's it's how the Kooks. these the Washington Post. It's a lefty. So I know. wonder if what fifty grams of dried leaves mean. I wonder if that's like nugs or if that's literally that's not flour. That would just be leaf. I think it's which just, is not what it's we not, want. Not what we want. It's just it's probably just some stupid. Oh, that's cool. Anyone caught possessing up to twenty eight grams, which is one ounce fined. under the American terminology. Oh, okay, that's a lot. Will we find the 55 to 115? Well, if you get your weed cheap enough, that's not a bad deal. Uh, and have no offence on their criminal record. Uh, consuming cannabis in front of a child, however, <laughs> will incur a fine. Uh, I, I consume cannabis in front of children all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Young Gigi's not a child, come uh, on. Funny. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, so there is, there is movement. There is definitely movement. If Germany goes legal, which they're talking about... Um, the world could change. Why um, do you think that Germany's like a linchpin in that whole? Because deal? Germany is extremely right wing. It's very mm. conservative culture. 
if you've ever been to Germany have you ever yeah. seen a funny German comedian mm. fuck man honestly I when I was in up. when I was in Germany I was like this place is fucking pretty sad like I was in I was in Cologne I've got German friends though that are super dope and German yeah, cool chicks people. go fucking hard German chicks go very hard very hard shout out to Vanessa what <laughs> up <laughs> uh, but yeah like as far as like yeah culturally like on a whole it just didn't really seem like a very well, happy there's just go not much place. going on there it's kind of like England it's just always you know it's just cloudy and the food's pretty shit and <laughs> it's just not much going on there there's not much mountains you know you can go to Garmisch Garmisch is alright they have a World Cup in Garmisch Garmisch is okay but you go over the border to Austria mm. go to the crazy kangaroo in St. Anton you have a lot more fun yeah that's crazy yeah, that like you've got a country like Germany and then they're pretty like mellow and fucking doing their thing and then you go to Austria and it's just like we are here to fuck shit up mm. Mm. weird, weird totally, how that shit works well that's just the difference in cultures I guess and you know it's it's like if you go to Italy it's like segmented it's the same as France it's the same as any of these European yeah. countries it's the same as um as Catalonia you know like Barcelona and South of there they, they've yeah. been trying to get free Catalonia for many years there's another movement in France with free Savoie Savoie is like right where I grew up skiing being you know when I was doing moguls and all that kind of stuff um, there's a free Savoie movement because Savoie used to be prior to World War 2 I think or maybe it was World War 1 um, they were under the guise of Italy I think yeah under Italy and then they went back to France. And so it's all these little kind of little microcosmoses. Yeah. And it's like in, in, in Italian culture, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the Maradona documentary nah. about when he, you should watch it, it's fucking amazing, um, when he signed at Naples. And in Italian culture, when they tell you to go get fucked, they say, Vata Vel Napoli, which means go to Napoli. It's yeah, like yeah, It's yeah. like their Tasmania. Yeah, right. So it's like, it's just interesting how different, there's different little segmented and it's, but it's crazy that it's so small. It's like a two-hour drive, you know, from totally, like... But there's thousands of years of culture. We've got, what, 260 maybe years of culture? Yeah, dude, what, one of the... Bit of a side note, but I read uh, Captain Cook's biography at the start of this year. Interesting. Fucking interesting is an understatement. Like, it is... It absolutely blew my mind. And it, it really put into perspective how young of a culture Australia is. And then so much in terms of like the way that the indigenous Australians lived in comparison to like the Fijians or the New Zealanders are like the exact same time point in history like the the aboriginals in terms of like culture and civilization was like thousands of years behind Tahiti and you know only like well, a couple hundred years ago probably the only culture that existed in almost total isolation yeah, for yeah. 50,000 years yeah um and there's there's there is the the um analyzation that they might be the the escaped race that the Anunnaki didn't didn't um, artificially inseminate. So, <laughs> yeah, that's so, above my pay grade. Yeah, so um, that's a totally different subject. But um, Captain Cook wasn't the first man here in Australia. No. Dirk Hartog was, and that's um, and basically he he landed in WA almost hundred yeah, plus yeah. years before. Yeah, and Australia was called Van Diemen's Land. Yeah, and uh, that's why uh, the WA doesn't celebrate. Uh, Australia Day they celebrate a different Dutch holiday yeah it's so crazy it's, it's, yeah. it's, in, it's an interesting and there's also um, there's also rumours that the Chinese were trading with the uh, Aboriginals 500 to 600 years before Dirk Hartog or Captain Cook ever came to Australia so there's a there's a, a wise man once said that history is always told from the conquering races perspective yeah yeah so we really when when the when the uh, library of Alexandria got burnt down when Julius Caesar invaded Egypt 
before he banged uh, Cleopatra. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was after. I don't know. Um, I wonder if like chicks were hot back then. I I I've actually con- conceptualized this actually. Yeah, I've, because I've thought about this many times. For all that, Mike, if you're gonna move back, and it's there, fine. There's, there's, there's a there's a, there's a many there's a there's a um in uh what's his, what's his name uh, Robert Greene's book in the Art of Seduction he talks about uh, Cleopatra and how he present she presented herself to uh to Caesar to, yeah. to Julia uh, Julius Caesar originally and she wrapped herself in a carpet and got her deli- got herself delivered as a gift and then the carpet unraveled unra- in front of Julius Caesar and she had these like chauvinistic kind of like attributes that kind of like ex- you know chauvinism on on a grandioso level back then had so much more power because you know if you looked at the king's court there was a jester and then yeah. basically everybody was trying to politic in that in a grouping in the in the in the the where the where the wherever the the, the king's sitting on the on yeah, his throne yeah. and they're all just bullshitting and talking shit and it's all like it's just politicking and then there's this there's this king he's just you know he's just bored as fuck he's been fucking all his harem and all this stuff and he's got the jester that comes in and juggles some balls yeah. or whatever timeline that you were, were doing yeah. in a fire breather or whatever yeah and so for someone to come in and um to exuberate um feminism and sexual energy like that that's why she was so yeah um like almost having that like anth what's the name Aphrodite yeah, yeah. kind of level of like yeah. infection on the man you know yeah because no other female weird, would be eh? like that nah. and imagine just like the what we find to be hot today is like super groomed like shaved legs and fucking nails yeah. Yeah. and like makeup and just fucking just like compl- no hair on a pussy in sight no. and fucking perfect well, teeth even but now even now the Victoria's Secret the chicks would have been ugly as fuck back then probably and the, even now the Victoria's Secret you know, females kind of thing that that I'm into. The the hip hop culture has taken over America, and now curvy women that are a little Dude. bit more buxtrous, like Kim Kardashian, are now the celebrated feminine in that culture. Mm-hmm. So if you go back to Victorian times, two and a hundred years ago, it was like corsets, queen, and, corsets fucking, yeah. and big asses, and yeah. like. So you know, have you have you, have you read the Art of Seduction, the Robert, no, the no. Robert Greene book? Can you pull that up, Griff? Just it's so I've got it in my It's a fascinating thing. book. Um, you should really do. You, you read, read that. you read a lot? I used to read a book a week, and in the last few years, I haven't read a lot. To so be let's break down a book a week. How do you read a book a week? Like if it's like an eight hundred page book? Probably that would say say a book a fortnight would be a better terminology. Yeah, yeah. I was just obsessed with ancient history. I wanted to be, be an archaeologist when I was a kid. Really? And. Um, at first, I wanted to be a uh, marine biologist. Then I decided I wanted to be an archaeologist. But yeah, I, on average, probably a book to two books a month, probably. Robert Greene, Art of Seduction. Many for many many years. My my parents when I was Does, is he the Forty Eight Laws yeah, of yeah, Power? Yeah, Forty Eight yeah. Laws of Power. And then he also wrote the book, um, the 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 remix of the Forty Eight Laws of Power with Fifty Cent, which is a really interesting uh, analogy just, of taking just leave street it up culture. There, that's cool. Um, great book breaks down social dynamics. Um, kind of takes what Neil Strauss did with the game yeah, to another level. Okay. Talks about Don Juan, talks about... Um, I, I really enjoyed the game by, like, for what it was, though. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't a guy that 
bought into that. Like at the time I read it, I was living in America and I def I'd like didn't have a problem getting girls as it was. So it wasn't like a I didn't look at it as like a manual, but just as like a full social social thing dynamics to, to read. I was just like, this is but, fucking bizarre. But, but social dynamics goes that's just that's just the courting process. Social mm. dynamics is us, how we know each other, how I interact with her, how I interact with you, how I interact with your staff. Um you know the dominant the social dominance that, that someone would have in a boardroom when they're coming in to sign a multi-billion dollar merger mm. deal you know like that's why um trumpy got his ghost-written book the the art of the deal have you read that before no nah, no nah. it's an interesting one really? um, i'm pretty sure it was ghost-written but he claims it wasn't um of course but you know social dynamics is the, probably the basis of all mm. human interaction and that that gentleman he's a very smart dude yeah and um I've, I've watched a lot of podcasts with him i don't really watch I don't really read that much anymore. I've I'm reading a couple. Of, I've read a couple of books in the last probably six months, maybe three. Yeah. Um, What's the reasoning? Is there a particular uh, reason? Just there? probably more audio books now. I listen to and I listen to a lot more podcasts. And I also I probably watch probably two to three hours of YouTube content on ancient history a really? day. So you're still in the ancient oh, history. I'm deal? obsessed with it. What What's the most interesting shit to you at the moment? Oh, probably Atlantis potentially being in the northern in in um in the northern sahara desert with the with the round circles um, fuck really and um definitely like um what's his name zawi hawass and how he's denying that the sphinx is so old and just stuff by graham hancock and ran for yeah, mouth and yeah. um um i find um what's his name um uh robert um what the fuck what was it oh what the, what's his name again um uh, Robert Shock is the guy that uh, is an interesting cat, but yeah, just you just more so podcasts and, and just just a different way of d- digesting media. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I am gonna di- I'm trying to discipline. I, the last probably two to three months, I've started rigorously changing my lifestyle in order to be able to have routine in my life. Yeah. So now I go for a walk every morning for like five to seven k's, and then I go to yeah. the gym for an hour. And then I'll go surf. Yeah. And then I'll start work at like, and I'm still on the calls doing all my stuff to America. Yeah. It's just routine I didn't do before. Yeah. Because I went from being a pro athlete to basically being a party rock star, you know, because yeah. I blew my knee out for the second time and, you know, quit all that stuff. And um, so routine hasn't been a part of my life a lot for the last five years, probably since I was on that yeah. kind of like athlete tip. Whereas before it was like training and, routine was a lot more a part of my life i still partied probably harder then than i do now but training and stuff like that was a lot more a part you know if you're going to be a pro athlete you got to train your ass off you know yeah so um i found it quite rewarding and i really i've slowly started adding different things into my life you know i'm starting to yoga again i'm starting to pilates i'm starting to go to that like rigs rigs place at burley at uh they just built one at my house near my house in palmy yeah right shout out to Braden and the crew there and the one at bundle doing ice bars we just did a um we just did a big campaign with Wim Hof, the Freeze Hof stuff. Yeah, my, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. My well, next door neighbor. That. Yeah, my next door neighbor used to be the creative director of all the Victoria's Secret fashion shows, which we were just discussing yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, Canon Raja. So he, him, and a couple of friends of his, one rugby league player, and another dude who used to be like a world champion Ironman. I can't their names uh, defeat me right now? They um they came to him with this like, kind of idea, and then he was it Chris Walker? Yeah, Chris Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah homie. And then um, oh, those down. 
I was hanging out with you know I've, I've caught, you know I've met I've met a lot of people in the last month or two, um, but that that whole freeze off stuff I've started doing ice bath stuff and I've been doing cold shower every day, just routine stuff like that. It's just it's it's really really good for you. Yeah, man. I, I mean, it makes such a difference. Oh, like the the COVID thing for me was crazy because I went from living in the US, travel like I'm fucking being like 30 countries a year yeah. and you just constantly flight, 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 yeah. flight, flight. And then, yeah, just zero routine. And I actually thought, I've spoke about it on here a lot, but I thought that having no routine was like the most free way to live your life. You know, you could just do anything and anything you wanted and like that was freedom. But I've actually, what I've come to find over the last few years during the COVID thing is that like freedom is in discipline. Like the, the least options you have, the more free you are because you've got less, there's there's almost no other thing you can do. Yeah. And so like I, I'm trying to add, I'm like, I'm sticking to it. I've been doing it. I probably missed maybe five to 10 days in three months that I haven't done it. Like I do it every weekday and then weekends I just party. Mm. and I've only been I've try, been trying to go out only once a week which normally turns into twice mm. before it was probably four to five times a week um, do you but, feel like shit? not really no fuck I would just feel like shit if I partied that much uh, like I'm just got I just the get bored man and I like women yeah what it is. yeah fair but I definitely feel like I'm moving back to Sydney I think at the end of the probably next week yeah um, I definitely find that the Gold Coast is kind of like Groundhog Day yeah um we're going to Cali Beach again since that you know that kind of whole scene of seeing the same people doing the same shit all the time yeah Um, I feel like every party scene's like that though yeah it is but at the same time my life was always so transient I've always been such a nomad my parents have had a house in Sydney up until probably about five days ago for the last 15 years so I normally would do three weeks here and then 10 days there yeah and then I'd be back and forth to California three to four times a year and then Europe probably twice yeah even post being a pro athlete excuse me so like that kind of like break breaks up the mundane yeah but at the same time um when I was skiing at a high level and um you know doing all that stuff you never I think that I had Peter Pan syndrome because I never had to yeah. deal with my problems. Yeah. So if I'd like, I'd be dating some, you know, some Instagram model or some shit like that and I'd have a fight with her and I'd get all fucking perturbed in my fucking brain and I'd be like, fuck it. In six weeks, I'm going to Europe for six months. Fuck it. It's not. Like, yeah. So the last five years have definitely been an interesting growing opportunity for myself. Um, COVID's been a really big pain in my fucking ass. Oh yeah. It's shut it's lost, just that whole deal down. Lost we've lost a lot of money um but you know everyone's in the same boat so i can bitch and moan about it but it's we've all got to like fight it also been so much money to be made though to- yeah 100 percent. if you're in if you're on in online retail and you can you can there's definitely but there's but there, that's what robert that's what um warren buffett says you know more billionaires are made in recession than they are in oh, good yeah. times yeah so if you see opportunity where other people see problems then you're going to succeed but if you look at the kind of effects on the common man mm. not the exception to the rule i am definitely the exception to the rule but that's also based off probably environment nurture talent and then opportunity and also probably you know silver spoon and just just the way that my life's been since i was a kid mm. um you know but it's 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 interesting the border thing has really affected my life because we mm. have one my parents have a property on north, just 10 minutes from the Gold Coast Airport. And then we had a Mexican restaurant over here at, pa- at Mexican Pancho's at, up in Madrabar, which we sold like probably like two months ago. So that was back and forth. Was a, 
big problem. Um, I had I I was I moved to Sydney probably in July in order, and I was going to work f- help my mate launch uh, Fine Sports launch another. We opened another shop in Rushcutters Bay, and I was going to work just help him kind of with his marketing and blah 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 a few days a week, and then go skiing. I was going to hope I was getting back into skiing. I wanted to start potentially filming again. It's probably just a pipe dream, um, and just you know fucking around and start learning doubles and all that bullshit again. Um, but then COVID hit again and I had, I remember being at my house in Monavale and my mum calls me and they're like, oh, they're going to lock down everything in like 15 hours. You need to come back. So I left all my stuff there thinking I'd be back in a week. I went back for the first time maybe five days ago. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's definitely, f- everyone's got the same problem though. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it, but then I have friends that, um, whose parents are like worth, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars that have their own big super yachts and their own private jets and they're in you know they're in Greece they and they're in they want, yeah. they do whatever they want they're just like they just they've got enough they get their their company labels it as a work trip and they just go do what they want And but you know you earn what you earn it is law of the jungle that is the way that the world works yeah and we've all got the same problems and stuff but it's definitely affected the world in a crazy way oh massive yeah it's, it's this I mean I don't I guess for me or our lives, like we're all pretty much the same age. Pretty like similar, yeah. September 11, like that's the last time there was like a a cosmic shift in like the fucking algorithm of like baseline reality. It's like that changed everything, and you, you know you couldn't travel, you couldn't. Well, you could, but it was, but it was like the it security was, it was lines. Very, and, it was very, it was very, um, it was short lived though. Well, the only thing that really well, changed was... I think was that the, the rules and stuff still kind of stayed 100%, in place. 100%. The Patriot Act and stuff like that came yeah, into play. Yeah. But really what changed as a traveler was that you had to take your shoes off when you went through security, when you went through American security, right? Yeah. But this stuff has affected things a lot more. Well, I think if you looked at September 11, though, like you could probably look at like the subsequent wars that followed. And totally. Then, you know what I mean? So like in terms of a global effect, like yeah. that was probably like a one event thing that had like a pretty huge knock-on effect. And we probably like, I'd say this has had a bigger effect global, like obviously. Um, but, but yeah, it's all, I mean, it's all, it's all part of the agenda. It's all, it's, if you, if you actually research, I have a friend who's a structural engineer and I remember talking to him um, years ago about, reinforced titanium melting at 2300 degrees fahrenheit mm. and aviation fuel burns at 1350 fahrenheit so if you if you follow the white rabbit there's mm. there's a there's a whole pandora's box that opens with that stuff it's probably not the subject that we want to talk about but, i just don't know enough about but it. you know like this this whole thing that the thing that, that it's called the hegelian dialectic and they've been doing this for probably to since the french revolution probably 250 years ago and basically they set up sides against each other and then they burn down the forest and then they pick up the pieces afterwards. Mm. Communism versus... Left versus cap- right. Capitalism. Yeah. Left versus right. Yeah. Democrat versus Republican. Yeah. Um, liberal versus Labor. Facts versus non-vax. Same, same fucking shit. It's yeah. the same... It's the same dead horse. It's just same same coin just labeled differently. Yeah. And the thing about this covid stuff and this vaccination, especially vaccination mandates, it's creating this massive kind of divide in the human structure, you know. Yeah. People yeah. are getting angry at people and telling them that they need to do this and do that. 
Well, the survival rate of this thing is, you know, less than 2%. It's more. Is it's like the de- the death rate yeah, is like less yeah. than two yeah. percent. It's like probably a lot less than that. Um, I've had multiple conversations with virologists and and doctor friends, and I have a few friends that are, that think I'm crazy. One of my friends, he works in the ER at St Vincent's Hospital in Sydney. Um, he works with trauma victims. Um, he's a physiotherapist. I won't give his name out, but he um he's he's a pretty famous street artist, and he thinks I'm nuts because I'm mm. anti-vax. He thinks he's like yelling at me he's like go get vaccinated this is what you need to do for the pop for the community and yada 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 and then i have other people that you know that think that i'm that agree with me and i highlight high level doctors that i can't mention their names i was contemplating making a documentary about all this stuff but i've already had two instagram accounts deleted because of covid comments really yeah um one with like 70 or 80k and then another one probably about about eight weeks ago i commented on um kevin rudd's wall he he posted a um an instagram post about a uh sky news journalist that was suggesting that ivermectin could be used as a alternative for the vaccines he was only suggesting it and because Which he's has got been collaborated by like a fuck ton of people 100 100 yeah. they won the fucking they won the nobel prize for medicine 40 in 2000 years ago, yeah. Not 40 years ago, it was 2015. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was no, like no, ages ago. No, it was 2015. Yeah, right. Uh, from what I... It was 2015. Oh, was maybe it was made 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so, you know, it's... it's re- and so I posted on, on Kevin Rudd's wall. He was basically vindicating Murdoch Media because Murdoch Media went after him many years ago when he was Prime Minister. And he apparently is a pretty crazy psychopathic guy. A chick I used to date used to be his assistant for many really? years. And she was, um, she was there when Julia Gillard ch- basically chopped his nuts off, and she told me a story that he actually picked up the, um, the I'm probably not allowed to talk about this, but whatever, I don't care. Um, he picked up the computer screen and threw it through the window in the in the in the whatever office it was that they were in. Um, so he he basically did a post about vindicating Murdoch Media and calling them a bunch of conspiracy theorists and you know blah 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 and. And I, I made a comment about it, and it wasn't. It was only a paragraph long. It was nothing too bad. But then I deleted my Instagram account. I probably had other warnings for other stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like it was probably a thousand people that just like. But you can't. You can't reply. You can't send a message to Instagram. They don't really care. You know. No, they don't. Give so, a fuck. but in today's day and age, doing what we do, that is clout. You know, and like once you lose that I lost a million followers with Ballin' on a Budget because of weed content this is probably two or three years ago mm. you know that was worth a few hundred grand you know that was a lot of money yeah I mean that's just kind of the problem with like building a business around platforms that you're not in control it's rented, of it's yeah. rented rented property yeah yeah no that's been uh, that's been quite fresh in my mind recently just with all yeah with all this shit like when I did the when I did that podcast with Senator Malcolm Roberts mm and like it went it went really fucking well and yeah. my instagram was like i just pretty much couldn't use it like yeah. they didn't block it they didn't do but for that whole time period where like that podcast was going viral i literally couldn't use my instagram i couldn't reply to any dms i couldn't post any comments i couldn't fucking so post what, any stories what was the podcast about was it talking COVID, about yeah. covid and yeah. was it talking about how he's what is he anti See, the, the problem is that you get once you have a negative opinion or not even a negative please excuse my my bad. an opposite stance you have an alternative view yeah yeah on what the mainstream narrative of academia presents itself now the fda is funded by corporations like pfizer like fucking johnson and johnson it's not it's not funded by the u.s government it is partially funded by the u.s government 
but the vast majority of it is coming from these pharmaceutical companies. Now you can't tell me that these people don't have an agenda attached to when they give these 100% money. And it's like it's that's not even like you don't even have to be a conspiracy theorist. No, to no, it's that. Just, like that's just like it makes sense. But the thing, like Red Bull, yeah, there's a fucking Red Bull yeah, fridge you're associated in this studio. With, you're associated with Red Bull. Hey, fucking bang! That has to be a conspiracy theorist. That's my fucking. But horse. you're probably not gonna talk about the Red Bull. If you drink too much Red Bull, you could have a heart attack. No, I definitely won't mention it. Do you know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Probably don't drink too much fucking Red Bull. Yeah, totally, but you're not an idiot to do that, right? So it's like, it it is what it is. That's just a silly analogy, but it it is, it's reflective. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same thing. It's reflective to our culture. Now, our culture is not necessarily as prevalent as what this BS is in the day-to-day world. But the thing is that now if you... If you have any kind of alternative view, you just get thrown off the precipice mm. and you're gone and you're done. It's like, I, I'm not a good friend of mine, but a dude I've worked with a little bit through the Hemp Expo was Pete Evans, yeah. the, the chef, the on Master Chef. Yeah, he yeah. had an alternative view. He lost his book deal. He lost his, I think he divorced his wife. He like lost so much just to stand up and, and, and have an alternative view. And you know, you can get labeled, you can have an alternative view and then get and you get labeled anti-vax. Yeah. But like I'm not anti-vax, I'm pro-choice. I'm yeah. I'm I'm not if it's if it's a research vaccine, there's so many problems with this vaccine that have been caused. I could sit here for hours, but I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. Mm. But then I argue with my doctor friends back and forth, my cardiologist friend. Another friend of mine is that I can't I'm not, I'm not going to talk I can't talk about him. But I have some I have a friend of mine that's very high up in the Queensland government, basically underneath Jeanette Young or whatever her name is. And we've had conversations about this. And he basically said to me, you know, we're not really allowed to talk about this stuff. Mm. And it's, and, and you know, so if you go against the mainstream view, you can get your doctor's license revoked. Yeah, it's in happened. Sa- and in the same way that my friend got his, got his security license taken away because he was consuming medical cannabis. Mm. So if you go against the, the mainstream narrative in the academic world and it's it's not what the the narrative that they're trying to parlay you're going to get labeled and you're going to get scrutinized and you're going to get thrown off a bridge yeah that that fucking pete evans stuff like it sucks but man you enter into you you enter I, into like a contract when you like do master chef when you go into like 100 percent. when you go into that i agree i do world, understand like, that and i told him i don't know him very well i've only yeah. met him a few times i've talked on a panel with him before but he was a super nice guy. And like, I understand 100% when you do go into a contractual obligation yeah. and you're on a mainstream platform, you have to kind of toe the line. It's the same as being in the NBA or being in the NHL or being signed as a professional athlete. Any contract that I ever had with any of my sponsors, whether it was Dragon or whoever the whatever ski company or you know Spider or whatever it was, it said in the contract, in the, in the stipulation, it said if I get done by any criminal negligence negligence or any kind of you know basically if i get convicted of any kind of criminal act this contract is null and void Mm. same kind of contract it would be if you're on a tv show or you know you're you're an influencer with a with a branding contract or whatever so it is what it is but at the same time like he's allowed he should be allowed to have his alternative perspective oh yeah yeah i I totally agree but i think that it just speaks to like so if i'm him i'm just being like okay cool i'm fucking done with this and then that's why you invest in like your own shit you know like there's just a there's just a road i guess there's just a roadmap that you know there's like a fast track to success and it's to just like sign away with like these kind of programs and then yeah that's just what you got to do but if you develop a alternative following you can have much impact yeah no one owns me i can say whatever the fuck i want same with um you know you look at alex jones yeah he's an interesting cat um 
He'd be interesting. I'd love to do a double interview with him, with you. Mm. Um, he's an interesting cat. But he's he's built- friends. I have mutual friends, like like a close associated mutual friend, which have, is fucking Do you ever crazy. watch the Tim cast at all? No. Tim- I don't watch any podcast. Oh, you, should, you should watch the Tim cast. Is he that did Tim one- Dillon? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, yeah he used yeah, to be okay. like a, he's not. I don't know if he was a pro skater, but he was actually a skate. He's a really good skateboarder. The Tim guy with Dillon. the beanie, the guy with the beanie, the weird. I think it's Tim Dillon, or is it the guy with the beanie Google that always the, wears the Go- beanie? Griff, Google the Tim Show. Yeah. The, anyways, nah, they, new, they, new they recently new had tab. a podcast. New tab. New tab. They recently had a podcast where they um they had Tim Dillon. I think it's I'm pretty sure it's Tim Dillon. They had Joe Rogan. They had all of his kind of cast. Yeah. They had this guy that was like a. No, nah, it's, it's, I think no, it's Tim Dillon. Yeah, the guy with the beanie. Nah, nah, he's like a nah, really he's good. He's like big and fat and gay. Nah, different dude. Yeah, okay. Um, it's called the Tim Tim Car. Oh, the Tim type type in Tim Cast. Yeah, I think it's um. I can't remember what his what his last name is. But he, he wears. He's always got the beanie on. But anyways, they had this. Mm. They set up this podcast studio in a in an RV, right? And they had Alex Jones, and they had yeah this guy, this this guy here. Which for one? the Tim cast, yeah, you got to go to images and you'll see his, his big googly head. This guy, so oh, he's right. he's like a oh, really good, yeah, yeah, he's like yeah, a top yeah, Tim yeah. Pool. Sorry, yeah, that's his name, Tim Pool. This guy's a G dude, and so they 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 ha- they play videos and then they talk about him. They have interesting um, kind of guests and stuff. But they did this one recently, oh, a couple it, yeah. of weeks ago, and they had an RV and they had Alex Jones, they had Joe Rogan, they had um, this guy that was like a witness to some to that guy that that shot the people that got off the um uh uh yeah i know what, dude. What the, you know this is like a, but it's interesting how these people are presenting their alternative views but he's he's quite a well-read quite an interesting cat and i, I watch his a lot of his stuff i i kind of uh, this is i probably watch this probably about half an hour to an hour a day of his yeah his podcast it's just interesting to listen to people discuss narrative in a kind of like like through the magnifying glass yeah you know as opposed to like taking on you know left wing left wing bullshit that's like cnn right wings like sky news fox news you kind of got in the middle which is like rt you know like russian today but then they say that there's that's influenced by putin and yada 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 but like even even cnn coming out and saying that joe rogan mm. is consuming that was the horse. biggest fuck up of the year by any like me there's that dude is uncancelable like you cannot fuck with rogan it's insane they and then he come out he was like done with covid in like three fucking days and then who dana white did you see dana white recently got covid and then he like come out on instagram see actually go to instagram griff and see if you could go to dana white's instagram and uh he literally fucking did like a thank you joe rogan post because he like beat covid in like a few days which is fucking crazy but it was all like yeah the ivermectin and the whole yeah, the whole the, deal like um the vitamin c drip and yeah but you know you, you, if you're a doctor you, your your job is to so go down to find the best the best course of action in order to be able to fix your patient yeah you know and that's, yeah, that's that should be with- the that should be the agenda but the problem is that it's the same with kind of like archaeology yeah with these pseudo archaeologists like graham hancock and and um robert shock and, try, that, um, try that one there real quick i wonder which one it is robert von dunnigan is the name of the gentleman that i'm talking about uh, and he never mind and he did uh he he wrote um oh actually no that is it sorry dude I'm fucking turn the volume on this 
How are you feeling, Dana? This is the question on everybody's mind. We were worried about you. I'm How you incredible. Doing? Today is day five, testing positive for COVID. And today, this morning at nine o'clock, I tested negative. Thank you, Dr. Joe Rogan. There you go. Do we, is it time we actually give Joe Rogan his medical license? He, he got Aaron Rodgers healthy in like he just two got, days. He's just got access you know, to good and, and Dude, you say he's got Aaron Rodgers healthy. Like 40 other people that he's close to, he's done this with. So, and, and here's the reality, in, in all seriousness, Joe Rogan is a brilliant guy and he, he talks to the most brilliant people out there. Uh, he, he studies, he does his homework on all this stuff. And, you know, it's a fact that this works and not just me. So, so me and my wife are both 53 years old. We both did it. Fuck, my he looks good for 53 years dude. old. She He's on some it. good shit. My mother-in-law is. You got money in America, you can you can she look did. good. Well, but if you don't have money, you're fucked. Yeah. And that's the problem with America is capitalism on crack. To, to yeah. The volume turned way Everybody the fuck up. Yeah. Feels like a million bucks, man. So Sunday, see, the, the average human doesn't have access to the doctors and the the what they have, you know. So I couldn't smell that out, but then when you don't have when you have your local GP just telling you get the vaccine, get the vaccine, it'll it'll solve everything. Yeah. That's fucking crazy level of access so like when i was living over there um a friend of mine was like with our schedule it was pretty pretty hectic like and you'd, you'd know like a lot of traveling like no sleep yeah. and then for anyone that's listening to this that feels like shit you're probably not sleeping for eight hours every single night consistently and the the science around like the reduction in men specifically yeah. of reduction of testosterone yeah. uh through like lack of sleep and then yeah. general fatigue and the way that compounds so anyway this uh this friend of mine and he was a young dude he went got all his blood markers done like fucking crazy low testosterone and uh he went to these uh we were living in beverly hills at the time and he went to uh this like full beverly hills fucking doctor of like everybody and he basically was like this is the cocktail that you go on it was pretty expensive and it's like human growth hormone testosterone like all this different shit and fucking wild change like just completely changed his life and it was just it was expensive as fuck but it was just so easy and so readily available and he basically this doctor said to me he was like there is not one celebrity in hollywood that looks good that is of any kind of like over 30 that isn't just fucking juiced to the tits on all this stuff hmm. yeah totally this alternative therapy but you can you can have that stuff through herbology as well so there is ways of doing that through cbd and through yeah. alternative kind of herbal remedies Fuck that, um, just give me the test, baby. I'm kind of down with that too. Um, <laughs> How old are you? I'm 34. Yeah, you're there. You're yeah. fucking right there. I want to go to... Um, I want to go to... I can give you an email. I want to go to the... Um, my, knee, my left knee's fucked. I've blown my knee have you, have you ever looked at like stem cells and shit? That's what I was just about to talk about. So my... I've, not a good friend of mine, but a friend of mine, Tanner Hall. He's like one of the best skiers in the world. He's got 17 or 18 X Games medals. He had the highest up until Henry Carlo just beat him last year of any X Games medals of any athlete. Um, he recently, at 39 years old, competed in real snow. Yeah. Which is, um, you, should, you should actually Google it, Tanner Hall, um, uh, if you can, Tanner Hall, real snow. Um, so he he ripped his, um, what was it, what was it, Nev, that he ripped the, the, um, uh, he, the fucking... Um, Oh, they're not the thyroid. The um, 
You can't the Achilles. He ripped his Achilles, right? Oh yeah. So he's already. How old is he? Thirty nine. So if yeah. You watch so this, once you're at thirty, dude, that's so this, fucking. So he filmed over. this at thirty nine years old, right? Competing Volume against. Down this, oh, competing against. Not like way Thirty nine yeah. years old, right? And he, and he filmed this, right? And don't put it on the screen because it's. Okay. During this. Fuck me. During this, he 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 ripped his um Achilles, and it's normally uh, I think uh thirteen. 11 to 13 months recovery, right? Anyways, his girlfriend is a porn star that works at this... Shout out. Um, ...this stem cell facility in Las Vegas, and he got hooked up on a cheaper rate to get um, stem cell stuff. Yeah. He's now skiing seven months later. Yeah. So so that was the drop that fucked him, but he did it, and he did try to go fakey and do like a inverse... like. 270 into that wall yeah um but he, he but he his recovery rate i remember i kind of talked to him briefly about it and he went on record in a few different interviews telling talking about you can you can get rid of that now talking about um how he um recovered so much quicker because of the stem cell stuff yeah and if you watch that joe rogan interview with um mel gibson yeah and about how he talks yeah, about like his old man his dad yeah it's like 90 yeah. 93 or something and then yeah he, he he got hobbled in in the wheelchair and then in the next one he comes in and he picks up the the quite large Mexican woman and walks her out yeah. at 93 years old. So yeah. this, this stuff works, man. There's definitely going to be a... I've had numerous conversations with doctors talking about how we're potentially going to live 150 to 200 in yeah, our generation. For sure. Because of reverse, reverse aging technology. So, you know, now that I'm, you know, 34... 30 whatever turning 35 um i'm definitely interested in that kind of stuff dude in ashmore <laughs> i think you can go there and he's a fucking g and he's done my dad's knee my dad's he's knees. A stem cells in australia yeah in ashmore how much does he charge per fuck, it's like a few grand it's not I dude i don't give a fuck I'll dude, pay it. yeah so this guy i've had him on the podcast the david kraziniak is, is, okay. is his name so is I've that had, legal under the tga yeah. to be able to do that Yep. Is it the same process as what they had in Panama and in, in Las Vegas and stuff like that? So he did does, um, for my dad, he... Because it in, depends where the stem cells come from, right? So he injected a, like a gnarly like a needle into my dad's hip, then went into the bone marrow and then like extracted bone marrow from my dad's hip, did whatever to it to make it stem yeah, cells. Like, blah, blah, blah. No, nah, that's platelets. platelets. So okay. I've had that done in my hip. Yeah. So I broke my hip. Uh, where they like spin the blood around yeah, and stuff yeah, like that yeah so I had that in I broke my hip fuck I think it was last year yeah so I broke my hip last year and um, it was I got the platelets done so like they drew blood and then they spun the blood and then they there's like two different levels of platelets yeah. that they pull out that that definitely helped but my dad did the full stem cell thing so yeah. he, he did platelets how old your old man like 60 just turns uh, 60 next year okay yeah but that dude fucking completely changes life and the oh, dude's in ashmore and he's the fucking nicest oh, I'm gonna guy get the number off you before i leave i'm gonna get my dad onto it because my dad had has had my dad was like a national champion water skier and then he was like pretty high level like he was into motor he was like a, a grade motocross rider and he's had so many gnarly yeah accidents like he was on he had a car accident where he was like on like all sorts of crazy shit He's still got two rods in each leg. He's still oh. like he's he's fucked. And when it gets cold, whenever we go on ski trips and it's like below minus five, he's that poor 
poor dude's in pain. Yeah. And I think that the only alternative for him is... Well, dude, so my dad was like pretty much at the point of like quitting work. Like he was, he had to retire because he still works in a fucking brick factory. And... Gnarly. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's just a fucking savage. But um, yeah, like... Did it help? Did it work? Yep. Like fucking big time, yep. So, and he's I've had heard a, so much about this stuff and I've wanted to do it, but I didn't know it was available in Australia. I thought dude, you had to go to... the guy is in fucking Ashmore. Panama. Like it's Panama so... was what I was told because that's the place that rogan talks about was in panama yeah. so originally like when i was still living in the u.s i went through the process for that place in vegas so like mm. we got quotes yeah. we got scans did the it MRIs. Quite, it used to be a lot more expensive it was pretty it? expensive to go to vegas it's like eight thousand dollars yeah. a shot yep. before now yep. i think it's about three thousand yeah yeah so i think that's don't don't quote me but i'm pretty sure that's about what it yeah is about here. three thousand american but if it's three thousand australian how many shots did your dad get think he's had it twice now but so, so he did um so he did the prp yeah, yeah. first because there was so much damage in his knee mm. that basically uh david said like if we do the stem cells straight up like it's probably too far gone like there's probably we probably have to do like a couple years of like restoration work with like platelets to try and get some movement back get some strength back and shit like that yeah. so he did like i think it was like a year or two years where he was going and getting these regular prp injections mm. um and then he went and did the stem cells and then i think it was like another year later where he just had his second lot of stem cells completely changed his life dude no no I, i've i really i have pipe dreams of filming another video part um probably not going to happen but i really just want to do it for the sake of it yeah maybe just to put it on instagram like yeah. doubles again and like hit a bunch of cliffs that i've still got in my head that i really want to do in a few different places around the world get into the century club which yeah. is like jump off and land like well probably not land but jump at least like a hundred foot plus cliff seems like a lot probably done probably the biggest i've ever done probably maybe 75 75 never gone over 80 yeah 75 and like I've always wanted to hit the Century Club and I, I feel like want, if you fix your knees it. though it's probably like worth oh, not it's probably, fucking again yeah yeah but I don't care like <laughs> fuck, I'll get the stem cells again but it's yeah, just true. like it's just like bucket list shit that I don't really give I don't care about anyone else it's just yeah. like I know I can do it but I want to do it just to do it I don't yeah. want to do it for the sake of an Instagram clip or for myself I just want to do it because it's like it's like unfinished business you know yeah. and then I can move on to the next phase of my life and whether I become Hugh Hefner or a porn star or have 10 kids and, you know, sail off into the sunset, whatever I do in my life, you know, it's good. I don't want to reflect back when I'm 85 or 90 or wherever, whenever I die yeah. and reflect back on the shit that I didn't do, you know? So that's really interesting that that guy's in Ashmore because I was under the impression that I had to go to Vegas no. and I... Obviously, Which isn't a bad thing. No, no, no. That's a great thing. That's awesome. I'd Vegas rather do it here. Thing. It's easier. And it's also an Aussie dollars, which means it's cheaper. Yeah. And it's like it's just a little bit more attainable because I yeah. don't really want to get vaxxed. Um, I don't really want to die. Yeah, you definitely don't need to be vaxxed to get Ashmore. No, definitely not. Well, actually, from New South Wales, you do. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> no, yeah. Right. So anyway, we'll he's, he's, he's really good. And he's done... Uh, he's done a lot of people since doing the podcast as well like and it's like i said he's done my hip um and then i'm probably gonna uh go and see him at some point soon about my shoulder i've just got a couple shoulder injuries so that's from racing motocross from yeah back in the day? well so i actually crashed a 
we do like this tour through Vietnam with yeah, my yeah. like pre-COVID. We like do this. Uh, I remember kind of seeing that. Yeah, and fuck, I just crashed the thing and yeah. tore my shoulder out, and it's just been. And the shoulders. Me. Once you fuck the shoulder, it's pretty hard to fix it's it. Been Same following me around knee. for two years. Because I the first time I did my knee, I did my ACL. I kind of just kind of tore a little bit of my meniscus, and I did my MCL. Yeah. And then the second time, I totally fucked my meniscus. And so you can the ACL's fine, like you but can once the meniscus without, yeah. is fucked, you're just like, just hurts, man. How do you go surfing? Surfing's fine, different different movement. Yeah, skiing's hard on the especially the high level, like especially like landing straight airs off cliffs and stuff doesn't hurt, but once you start, start spinning, spinning yeah. off shit and you land like a little bit backseat. Fuck, it hurts, man. Mm. Oh, I went skiing like one. I only, went, I only skied one day this year. But last year, I went skiing. I did like a three off like probably like a 10-foot cliff. Nothing big. And I like landed backseat in some like chopped out snow and like fuck, it felt like someone put a fucking goddamn sledgehammer through my knee. Yeah. Oh, it fucking hurt, man. And I was like, fuck, I can't. I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah. Well, so I'm like my fitness, I'm a reasonably fit guy, you know. I'm starting to get fitter and fitter and I'm like in three months I'll be a lot fitter than I am now. But it's like that, just that leaning back and just that, it just fucking just feels, mm. you just can't do it. It's just not there. And I think that the only way to rebuild it is, is stem cells. And I've heard this, obviously, Tanner with the Achilles injury that he that he fixed. Um, you know, he's he's a bit older than me. Um, but he's like, he's like super motherfucker. He's like, mm. he trains four or five hours. Like he's with Paul check. He's, yeah. He's in the athlete performance center. Like he's as fit as almost any Olympic athlete. He's incredibly tra- Like he, his discipline's insane. But for him, he told me that the, the increase on the, um, recovery is like mm. 30 to 40%. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, yeah, it's definitely, uh, like I said, there's my dad's done it, so I've seen it firsthand. I've had like the PRP stuff; it's been good. And then I know this is why it, we I, make money yeah. though, What's so we that? can. This yeah. is, and if you if you look at it from what I was told once that LeBron spends three million bucks a year on mm. keeping his body at top top notch stuff, top notch level, with like cryo chambers and like ice baths and like stem cells and that's why the fucking four days a week partying just blows my mind because i'm just like dude that is too well, much that was before now it's like one day yeah fuck yeah because man like the difference just boredom though it's like once you once you like once How the you fuck are you bored because once you once you because oh, i'm fucking can't jump off cliffs and shit anymore i'm like yeah surf's not that good all the time i'm not that good at surfing i'm just bored man it's just something to do yeah do you know what i mean i still work i still wake up at 5 6 a.m every day and i get shit done and stuff but just like it fills the hole in the in the the holes in the bucket you know yeah you just said do it again and again and i guess it's, uh, it is habitual habit i yeah. do like partying i do like partying i do like women i do like having fun with my friends and being wild and stuff like that but like off uh, it's become a little it's become quite redundant now yeah um but i guess it's just boredom man i'm just fucking bored i need something i need i want my old life back i want to go scare myself yeah i think i'm gonna start getting into skydiving i went tandem skydiving again and i've been talking to i obviously i'm pretty good friends with robbie madison as i think you know maddo pretty well too yeah and he just started recently um yeah yeah. and stuff like that and i was was talking about it with him over the last few years and i think that that's something that i'd like to get into Mm. but it I don't know if it's the same. Yeah. Maybe base jump, base jumping, but base, I have a lot of friends that I like growing up. I had a lot of friends that were in the Red Bull Air Force 
um, that Miles Dasher guy. Do you know who he is? I've heard He's of him. He's the yeah. captain of the Red Bull Air Force team. Yeah. And another dude from um, New Zealand. He's what's his name? His name's um, God damn. What's his name? He's a psychopath. He's crazy. Um, what the fuck's his name? Oh my god, he's such a sick. He's a legend. Um, oh, I can't remember. I did the heli challenge with him when I was like fifteen. Um, oh, not. I think it's not. It's not Chip. Chuck. It's Chuck something. Oh, Chuck Parson or Pearson no, no, or something no, no, like no. that. It's Chuck. He's old, dude. He's like in his like fifties. That he's like one of the OG. Yeah. And I remember watching him a couple of times skydive when we were doing events, and so I was like, so it's pretty sick. But base jumping, like, once you go to that level, yeah, um, it's a different level of looking at the universe. Yeah. Death well, is a totally different thing. Dude, the fucking I just did the the. Uh, like I was saying before, like a lap with Jack Miller on the oh, back of the Oh, that's the pretty bike. cool, man. And it was just like... What's the reference? you want to explain who Jack Miller is? Just, Everyone knows who the fuck Jack okay. Miller is. <laughs> so can you explain to me? So he's like he's fourth in the world right now. Yeah, he, MotoG- on the MotoGP. Yeah, MotoGP. So it's yeah. like as, as two wheels as it gets. Like yeah. they're doing like 370 kilometers yeah. now. So when I got off the back of that, I was like... I've been around action sports literally my entire life. Yeah. And I just got off the back and I was like, oh, fuck, I, all the shit I thought was wrong. Like, they have they have access to, like, a completely different plane of reality than what I do. Like, it is fucking But imagine disgusting. being on that level all the time and it's like you tap into that flow, that state of flow and then and then it's, like, gone. And it's like, it's like being a dragon slayer and then having mm. no more dragons to slay. And yeah. you know, surfing's fun and stuff, but I'm never going to be a good. I'm never going to. I could get okay at surfing, but I'm never going to be like a pro level surfer. Mm. But it's like I, I go skiing. I can ski better than I can walk. Yeah. So yeah. like, I can still ski pretty good. You know, I can still do backflips and sevens and shit like that. But like, just to be able to have that confidence to be able to shred hard and go fucking hard, like, I can't at the moment. I can't do that. And yeah. It's because my meniscus is fucked. You know, yeah. just it fucking hurts and it really was like the one thing in my ego that I knew I was good at yeah so yeah. like when that's taken away from you it's fucking hard to deal with yeah that's I mean it. I just think ego like well yeah I think it, then your answer's right there you know you just gotta like look at what ego actually even is to start with yeah I think it's it's actually quite easy to look through ego if you like really look yeah, at no, what 100%, it is yeah no 100% but it's more so that it is it is an egotistical thing but at the same time it's also just loving doing that and just yeah. like it's just so much fun to scare yourself yeah and just to go mac 10 and just hit shit gone even when it's all chopped out shit pow mm. and just hit big rollers and big cliffs and just go on mac 10 and just like just feel so fucking good man it's yeah like, well i mean i just miss that fe- i miss that feeling so much and i don't like i've tried i can still ski like that but, but no, like, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's it just, not the same. I just, it's not the same because I don't have the same level of confidence that I... Because when I land, I'm like, fuck, and I get bucked off. And like, it's not like... It's not that I my technique was bad. It's not that my... And, and I potentially... Maybe I could like work through it with a trainer and wearing a knee brace and stuff like that. I've had conversations about Robbie with this, about how with, with him blowing his knees out and him... Because he didn't backflip for a while, I think. Mm, I don't yeah, know. I'm not sure. He didn't flip for a while, and just he's like had a, a lot of knee problems. Oh, he's had a lot of knee problems, and same with um another friend of our of mine, Jossie Wells. He had hype. Uh, he what did he have? He had this weird knee condition where he basically couldn't land forward. So he for like multiple years just land fakey. He just lands really. fakey on skis. So he'd be doing fakey double turns, fakey Fuck, into power sick. like all the time. 
and he's like his signature move is a zero spin where you just take off backwards and land backwards um but that was like he's because of his patella and his knees mm. you know and now he's i think i don't know don't quote me but i'm pretty sure he got some stem cell stuff and now he's fixed it so to be able to fix that kind of stuff and rebuild your body mm. and bring yourself back to like when you were in superstar status at 25 that's pretty pretty cool man man honestly though like i my personally anyway my body feels the best it ever has felt in my entire life Amazing. I'm, I'm 33 yeah but there's been i'd say like the last five years i've taken like a pretty serious stance on like keeping my body kind of like good yeah. and healthy and it's every like literally year on year on year i i see improvements but it's it takes a lot of fucking hard work like i don't really drink i don't yeah. i don't really party that much like weeds my kind of vice like weed yeah. and mushrooms um, mushrooms are pretty rad that's an interesting really rad. that's an interesting um thing that we should talk about is that uh psilocybin has now been legalized potentially oh i don't know if it in oregon and Washington yeah yeah State. No, it has yeah and a, a colleague of mine, he's just been um, he's just been recruited by the DEA to study the side effects of psilocybin on um, on people with um, PTSD. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's about to start it in the next. I don't. I haven't talked to him for about two weeks, mm. but he was mentioning this about a month or two ago about doing studies with. Um, veterans with ptsd yeah and the effects of psilocybin on making their mental health go up yeah um but that's a massive market that's going to be the next cannabis boom yeah it's going to be psilocybin yeah and a gentleman that i know um julian he owns um life cycle oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. from byron and yeah. lovely fucking top-notch dude man really cool dude i've heard that um, from a lot of different people too super cool dude man legend yeah. like legend he he actually gave fuck me some you. fuck here we go young jamie in the in the hood uh canada makes consumption of psych oh fuck of course it's that J- justin trudeau kook um canada makes consumption of are you canadian yes yeah fuck it do you he's like from him? whistler do you like trudeau okay good i just fucking roasted him yeah he's a kook eh um canada makes consumption of psychedelic mushrooms legal for people with depression uh, psilocybin has dem- demonstrated modest and even promising results in clinical trials for the treatment of addiction, depression. Same with MDMA. Yeah, MDMA. It's MDMA a- was originally prescribed by um, psychiatrists for to make um, as an aphrodisiac for married couples to make their sex life better. That shit fucking works. Totally. Fuck, it makes you horny as fuck, dude. You dude, fuck a you, hole through the wall. You pretty much... <laughs> you, the problem is you can't blow. So, I don't know about you as, Is that a problem, though? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> if you want to go to sleep, it is. Well, the problem is you've probably had a bunch of fucking coke as well. If you just no, have a little bit of No, I don't do cocaine money. that often sometimes. Really? It's funny because I never did cocaine up That's until sick. the last few years. I, do, I really? don't even enjoy it. That No, nah, I never did it. I always smoke weed. I never was into it. You know what? I feel like there's like weed people or there's coke people. Yeah, I've the last few years i've done it because what What are you you're a weed person you're canadian you're a fucking weed person weed i'm definitely a weed person um griff water um vitamin water cocaine's fun in small doses it it definitely makes women promiscuous i do enjoy that side of it dude it Um, makes it makes women fucking junkies is what it does man like (laughs) 
I, the suck cra- dick for coke, man. Bro, the craziest. Suck dick for weed. Fuck. I've seen him suck dick for coke. <laughs> the craziest. Half baked when he nah, goes to rehab nah. for weed. When, nah, when Dave Chappelle's it. character. You never seen half baked. Nah. Oh my god, dude! You can't call yourself a stoner unless you've seen half baked. Hey, I, in, I don't know how much. In one of the scenes, he goes. In one of the in one of the scenes, he goes to rehab, and the the guy's like, "You you in you in rehab for weed." This man here suck dick for coke. You ever suck dick for weed, man? <laughs> it's like, but um, yeah, like I'm not. I don't really have an addictive personality. I can smoke bongs with the best of them, and then I won't smoke weed for fucking probably two weeks and really? not feel any kind of any kind of need. I, I do enjoy smoking weed. Yeah, I do like cocaine's fun occasionally. Yeah, what's your drug of choice apart from probably. weed then? Oh. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Probably mushrooms, but I don't yeah. do mushrooms very often. But I don't think a lot of people do mushrooms do, you do very shroom- often. Oh, well, I go picking. I've got like a we got a house up in the hills in northern New South Wales. So, you know, I recently, you know, I picked a couple of kilos Fuck. of gold tops. I've still got them. You know, I won't mention that. Yeah. Whatever. No one knows where I live. So, let's go. Um, I'm down. We'll do it one day. But if if you do mushrooms, um, you got to go out into the forest. Like, yeah. Recently, some homies of mine. We were at that Cali Beach Club and my mate gave everyone we everyone oh, did, everyone terrible, did acid dude. yeah and like i didn't do any because i the last time i did acid i took like 10 tabs at once long story but i ended up tripping for about 36 hours straight and was that's fucking much. horrible yeah i, I lucky him i've got a strong mental because i brought myself back and didn't become permafried but um mushrooms are really fun and if you take mushrooms best way to take mushrooms old hippie taught me was in from cali was to you take mushroom tea yeah and then you make fresh orange juice i don't know if this is true or not i'm not a scientist but this is what i was told and it's oh, worked i've for heard me. i've heard this so you yeah. take the mushrooms i think i told you this yeah. you take the mushrooms and you put you you, you make uh, uh like uh you juice vitamin uh you juice uh orange juice then you put vitamin c powder in the orange juice yeah and so after you drink the uh the the mushroom tea you drink the orange juice with the vitamin c and the psilocybin connects with the with the vitamin C powder and goes deeper into your pores and that's how you get full-on hallucinogenics. Yeah, yeah. And full-on visuals, right? Yeah. The most ultimate drug that you can ever do though is you do that and you st- when you start peaking and you just like, you think you're about to die, you take MDMA yeah. and it's called hippie flipping. Yeah, And yeah, you go yeah. to fucking planet... Mer- that's probably the highest I've ever been. I've only ever done it maybe twice. Um I wouldn't recommend for people at home if you don't have a strong mental to do that, but that was amazing. Yeah, and I wouldn't, right. but that that kind of stuff 
they're like one off two nah, off kind of like deals you don't so. you don't you don't fuck with that all the time yeah like, yeah i don't treat it's the same with dmt i've smoked dmt maybe twice i've never broken through i've seen the like fibonacci pattern in the yeah in the kind of sky i did it once with some shaman out of a chillum on the way back down from mount warning over the canopy yeah looking right. back down at mount War- back down at byron and stuff and i got the fibonacci pattern and i saw like the you know, blah blah blah, in the wood, and, and it was pretty. It was awesome, but I, I've never, I've never broken through. Yeah, I would like to that? do it. I, I'm kind. I wouldn't scared. I wouldn't say I'm scared of it, scared. but I respect I'll, the I'll, shit. I respect it. I'll admit that I'm scared. I, I, I maybe a little bit scared, yeah, but I think it it's more so. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Maybe scared a little bit. I think it's more respecting because I think that I think it's. I would do it, and I'd totally do it with you if we did it in the right place. But I think it's got to, for me personally, I'd have to be with the right people mm. and I'd have to be with someone that I knew and I trusted that has done it like a bunch of times. And then they got, they were like my spirit guide. I've got one of Come those. Come with me, Homer. <laughs> I've, I've got a spirit guide. The, She's amazing. Remember, and the, like, remember the Simpson episode where he, where he has the coyote that's his spirit yeah, guide, but he yeah, takes the fucking, yeah, yeah. the chili. Yeah. Um, I'd like to go to, you need that shit. That shit actually really helps. Like I whenever think so, you do, for sure. Yeah, if you've got someone you trust, like I got a person I trust, and like even when, if you told I me to it. trust her, and I and I saw her as like a, yeah. a a celebrated figure in that little spectrum of of whatever society that you want to call it, it's just a, a well <laughs> a well known a well known person. Yeah, totally. Well, she's so nut. She's fucking so nice. She's like full psychonaut spec, like just sexy little thing that just like will do six, seven grams of mushrooms and just some, fucking go some somewhere. Are, and she's just so Gucci in some it. Some people are into it. Mm, yeah, know. she fucking kills it. She can do. But I definitely, I definitely want to expand my um, kind of like prattler of what I'm into because partying and stuff is just redundant now. I'm mm. over it. Yeah, it's 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 still fun to have to go like to go to a cool event and stuff like that on you know like on new year's eve this year i'm gone on my mates like 170 foot super yacht in sydney harbour there'll be like 70 probably 60 chicks and probably 10 to 12 guys yeah that'll be epic yeah. playboy mansion i went twice that was epic but going and doing the same redundant shit week in week out is really boring and i probably just do it out of habitual habit yeah which is really I've I've narrowed it down now to where I'm only doing it maybe once a week. Yeah. But it's still too much because I'm just it it, it is purely out of boredom. Yeah. Um and and also um out of habit. Yeah. Because it's like it you just well, drown it's your just lifestyle, Yeah. Yeah. What well, is the lifestyle? I still train and go surfing. I surf most days. I go to the gym most days and stuff. But like, it's what else am I going to do? You know. Mm. And so like, I need to expand my. I need to get a hobby again that that stokes me out like skiing does. Yeah. And because of COVID, I haven't been able to ski. So. You know what do you get? Like surfing's fun. I like fine surfing fun, but it's not this. It's not the same. Yeah, for me. yeah. It doesn't catch me in the same way. Like motorbikes are fun. You know, my bro- my two brothers were like sponsored semi pro riders. You know, we were used to own Fusion. I grew up with all the crusty, all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun. I still like it. I can, you know, I can. I forgot that your parents own Fusion. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to own Fusion, and we. Do they still the, have any hookups in the fucking stereo? Market? Oh, I can probably hook that up. I just a couple. <sighs> I know of no calls. one, eh? Like I literally know no one in that. Car industry. audio fell off the fucking map. Crazy, though. eh? Oh, when we, we, we where we, the fuck do I get a stereo? We from? opened. We started Fusion. Like audio, Autobahn? Got, ain't going there. Nah, we went to... We got Fusion in 2004... 2003. No, no, it was all... That was 2002. 2002, I think it was. And then we sponsored the Krusty Tour for three three or four years. Yeah. That when I, rem- I was on the tour with the, when the first Metal Militia guys first came. 
and when they had the coffin cheaters yeah. as their as their bodyguards. Yeah. And Brian Deegan was doing the flip off the forty five foot ramp. Yeah. And Ronnie Feist, who's now a Christian missionary, which is so hilarious. Dude, I remember so, so I was so funny, man. Dude, I was banging this fucking monster chick and she was like full fucking Christian church girl, dirtiest little thing in the world. And uh oh, good girl. And, What's the number? No, yeah, <laughs> I, I ain't even saying her fucking name. But uh so I'm like doing <laughs> everything to try and fucking bang this chick and so i started going to church <laughs> with this chick and uh she took me to this She's giving away secrets ladies and gentlemen ah fuck it's there that's do whatever good. it takes yeah so i was literally like literally <laughs> dude that's like i was fucking all in i was like yep this chick is a 55 out of 10 and i will fucking Pussy, praise god Pussy tastes better bro oh, i was fucking 22 it's or what whatever they given, it was what they gave people when they want the gladiators when they the spoils of war taste better than the spoils of fucking failure. Man, that's so true. But anyway, so I fucking... I, I start going to the, the church with this chick and the first fucking time I went to this church, I saw Ronnie Fiest and I fucking really? lost it, dude. Like, I was that's pissing crazy. myself laughing at And he fucking fully knew. Like, I met him... Uh, I'd never met him at that point. I ended up meeting him down the track. He was always, like, a little bit weird about it, I think. But I, I just laughed in his face. I was fucking... I could not believe, like, yeah. A, that I was at church. And yeah. then I remember walking in too and I was like, fuck, this place is out of control. Like, first thing I said, and then I had 50 well, people look at me. I, I but, grew up... Uh, I grew up... I went to Christian schools. I went to... I went to a... I was a part of a church when I was a kid that was called Christian City. It was kind of like Hillsong before Hillsong was, right? Dude, and, I had no idea how gnarly Hillsong was. And, and it, oh, that dude's a mat of... Anyways, that's an, I'm not going to get into that subject, but yeah, I've, that's a... I've heard a lot of rumors and I know a lot of people anyway that's a different subject but back in the day when I was a kid I used to go to this school called Rudolph uh, Oxford Falls Grammar School and it was associated with Christian City Church which ended up being across the road and my principal was banging one of my friend's moms and then she tr- he tried to fucking harass my mom and then the pastor of the church had lived in like a five million dollar house and he was like it was just like that whole world is like it's pretty it's pretty oh, interesting it's super twisted super, have you ever seen that um what's his name um the guy from fucking Eastbound and Down um the oh, place Kenny Powers what's yeah, his name yeah, um yeah. Danny McBride yeah, Any, yeah. have you seen that that show about the evangelical nah oh so I haven't owned a TV in three years I, I'm like out I'm, I so haven't going back anything. to what we were talking about before about reading all the time yeah. when I was 11 years old my parents used to have three pretty famous Mexican restaurants and yeah. my mom started getting into the fact that microwaves were bad right so they got rid of all the microwaves in my house which is completely wrong then they the got rid of what, do you still believe that no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. We've got do you, microwaves now. Do you, yeah. Do you know how microwaves work? Because I thought the same thing. Yeah. And I like want to, oh, Do you know the science of it? No, no, I don't. That Tell literally me. just vibrates the water molecules. Really? Within the food. So that's why like broccoli gets hot as fuck when something like else. That, so it doesn't, it doesn't make it like really There's like literally fucking nothing wrong with microwaves. If any, because I, I was one of those people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's how microwaves work. And if you want to test this theory, put something that has like a super low water content in with like broccoli that's basically all water and the broccoli will be hot as absolute fuck. And the other thing won't be, it's because it's just vibrating water molecules. Creates friction, heats it up. So that yeah. kind of started and then my parents when I was like probably Fun fact almost the 12, they got rid of all of our TVs. So I didn't have TV between the age of probably 11 until I was probably 16. Um, and so that's why I just started, I got obsessed with reading. And then after that, that probably lasted till I was probably like 22. Mm. And then 
after then that, pussy and drugs. Always pussy. Drugs didn't really. Drugs weren't really a a, a big thing, and probably till the last five or six years. Always smoking yeah. weed. I I fucked with MDMA a little bit. Um, I did coke once at fucking a big mansion party in Hollywood, and I was sitting there high as fuck on blow with my mate, and he was like a, one of the most like one of the biggest pro skaters, and I was still like my older brother I'm not going to say his name but he's a fucking legend and um, I look behind I remember being high as fucking coke in this big mansion party and I turned behind me and there's Paris Hilton and Nikki Hilton jumping on the having a pillow fight on the, on the on the bed behind me and that was one of the only times I did it and then probably about f- maybe five years ago I started doing it I wouldn't occasionally yeah and and since then it's it's an occasional thing yeah I, there was a phase this year where I was buying probably a bag every weekend yeah just like one the bag. rest of the Gold Coast yeah totally like the rest of the Gold Coast that's pretty slim diet really one bag a weekend yeah well I just it's just uh, but you've always got chicks around for you. that yeah you've yeah, always totally. got a lot of chicks around you yeah so that's that's why yeah but that, that was really sense. the only reason yeah that makes sense I just love pussy yeah. I just is what it is right how so do you facilitates- get so you've got a lovely lady with you here now assuming she's not a long time girlfriend not yet um, and you've always I don't know if I'm fucking blowing him out I don't no, know no, the right. status of the relationship you can fi- have, blow me out as much as you want that's fine but yeah you're just one of those dudes like that's just always got fucking chicks around you and I just like how <sighs> It seems like a lot of work, dude. Uh, it is a lot of work, but I'm pr- I've gotten more picky over the terminology, I over the time. Um, I guess it. How did it all start? We started a men's magazine in two thousand and nine yeah. called Apollo. It was the biggest independent men's magazine in Australia, and we ended up going to the Playboy Mansion because one of my ex girlfriends was a famous porn star, and she was the two thousand and eleven Penthouse Pet of the Year. Yeah. And she, I met her in Canada at the Canby Hostel in downtown Vancouver, and she was the bartender. Yeah. And she had a full sleeve on, and she was obsessed with Australians. Anyways, I picked her up at the Canby while I was staying upstairs, and I hooked up with her. And then, anyways, fast forward a year later, we ended up going to the Playboy Mansion. And then um, he wrote, my friend who I was working with, I'm not going to mention his name because he's it's bad for, for his business um, he ended up writing an article about us going to the Playboy Mansion for Ralph Magazine shout out to Santi the editor of Ralph I now work a lot with Maxim Magazine yeah, obviously yeah. you've seen that, that that big pop Playboy article and the Kings of Cannabis Australia all that shit yeah. um, and so my friend Michael who uh, he owns Maxim and Santi who is now the editor of Maxim used to be the editor of Ralph Yeah. and so they did this big four page article about us going to the to the Playboy Mansion and we had a you know we were hanging out with Minnie Me and Paris Hilton all this Rest bullshit Vern Taylor oh fuck I'll tell you a funny story about that after this anyway so we ended up um, we ended up uh, they, they offered him a, a, like a column in the like ask the doctor because he's a doctor they asked the doctor about you know each month about this and then I said to him I'm like fuck it why don't we start our own men's magazine Yeah. and then we ended up starting this magazine called Apollo which we did for about two and a half years and then basically slowly but surely just always doing photo shoots and just hanging out with chicks and then that kind of become became part of my I met Hugh Hefner yeah um, and I we went we had uh, I had a flashing badge that said a dingo stole my baby yeah and we, we went to the first one we went we wore a Venetian masquerade ball yeah so we made these um, these kind of these masks of with Hugh Hefner on sticks I'll send yeah. you the photo to put in the in the yeah. thing and, and then with the flashing badge and that kind of started when I met Hugh Hefner I was like fuck this guy's he looked really bored and he was he had Kendall and 
Holly and this was like the height yeah, of that kind of stuff yeah. like around 2009 and he ended up he's like looks so bored and he's looking around and he sees us because we're because he we had a VIP booth there and then they had a VIP he had a VIP booth with a like a like a big ring around it that he's you know everyone's taking photos and kind of like you know cool you know trying to get in with mm. him and he looks around he's looking around he looks so bored and he sees us and he just starts hysterically laughing and he got the Playboy photographer to come and take a photo of us and we ended up in the Playboy social pages and that kind of like I, I, I afterwards he came and talked to me. And I was like, wow, this guy's fucking cool. And I just, I just thought that, you know, as someone to aspire to, I just thought this dude was like this interesting cat. And then I started doing more research about him and how he used to get all, you know, a lot of people of color to play at the Playboy Club in the 60s in Chicago. Yeah, he's a pretty progressive he's, dude, eh? He's like just across the board, like yeah, not just Yeah, and he's just chicks. like, he contributed a lot of money to the feminist movement and stuff like this. This was just interesting to my to my kind of, you know, intellectual intelligence, level, intellectual yeah. level. And then, you know, the women were probably the biggest thing and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to become like him. Yeah. And then we started that magazine and I, still till now, I probably do play up that role a lot. Yeah. Um, it's, become a little bit redundant in today's day and age i don't think it's prevalent as before yeah it'll be interesting to see whether i go down that route or end up having 10 kids yeah. i'm very conflicted because i might end up becoming a porn star because that's something i'd potentially have you got a big contemplated cop? yeah i got a massive dick let's not does he have a big that. dick He's, don't know. Oh, just fuck, i want to know for sure i don't want he, i don't want to take his fucking word for it you know what i'm saying like it's well, so easy to say i didn't you got call a big myself cop. willie biggs for the for, i didn't give myself that nickname oh well, good for you if you got a big cop. Anyway. that's cool <laughs> anyway so but it's interesting to see um how the world has changed over the last kind of 10 years because now victoria's secret is not really a thing either there's not really something of that kind of magnitude that exists obviously instagram models and influencer culture and you know i've made a couple of tv shows about this and yada 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 um but even influencers now they people don't really give a fuck anymore mm. do you know like it's kind of funny how the world's kind of gone that that interesting way mm. so hanging out with girls is definitely can be redundant i definitely um i'll send you a video you can post that my trip to russia i definitely i think um I definitely think European women and Russian women are more fun. Mm. Um, one of my friends lives in Budapest. He runs Miss Hungary. Yeah. And his friends, I'm actually potentially contemplating making a documentary about a bunch of friends of his that are the biggest porn dons in Eastern Europe. Yeah. I'm potentially... That's a fucking dope place to be a porn don. So... Man, the craziest... Uh, like, I, I'm actually... I'm like a fan of porn. Yeah. In, in terms of like the... Um, the history of it. Uh, yeah like as a content creator too yeah. because so it's funny like so the the one of the last shows we did was just with like a friend of mine he's like a filmer and so we're talking about content we started talking about like Pornhub and OnlyFans and I was talking about so like different girls that, that I just making. have subscribed to and shit like that and uh, like porn, like I'm not really that into porn in terms of like the jerking off sense of like watching porn yeah. but in terms of like I'm more interested in porn content sometimes than like YouTube content. You know, you said you're like watching yeah. half. I'm like more interested in seeing who's doing what in porn because fuck, that is like so far ahead of the game. Like porn to me has always been like the filter down effect. Like what we see well, in like decides. mainstream and culture. And if you know, if you look into mainstream culture, who decided between beta and VHS was porn. Yep. Who decided between mini disc and DVD? Porn. the porn industry then like online subscription yeah. model like paid content have you ever content, seen middlemen like, before no nah. middlemen's the movie about the guys that invented 
basically credit card subscriptions on the internet. You should watch it. It's fucking incredible. Can you incredible. please, Griff, can you please type that into... It's called... It's, it's got Luke uh, Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson's brother from old school. Yes, yes. Fucking amazing. And Alicia, What's it called? Middleman? Middleman. Yeah. And Alicia Kubert plays the main Is it a movie or it's is a, it a... Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Fuck, I yeah, don't really yeah. watch movies these days. Do you oh, have a movie? No, no, it's a... T- it's a, it's a, it's a Middleman. It's like... Middleman. Like, oh, it's so sick, dude. You should watch just even just the intro. It's just like so sick, dude. Yeah, but porn is a fucking extremely interesting, uh, yeah. like, just as a content creator. Like, I think that anyone that creates content, like, right now, that's, like, not in porn, could look to porn for, like, ideas and, like, ways to at which content is being made, if that makes sense. And I think that, you know, like, the like porn vlogging, fucking amateur couples that... Uh, yeah, you're fucking smiling. Who are you watching? Leo Lulu yeah. but that's my shit I fucking pay for them on OnlyFans I give them my money well, every cr- single month cr- but the craziest thing is what OnlyFans has she's done she's so fucking hot dude who is it she is, who, have you never girl? seen no, Leo alright Griff Pornhub.com here we I go love, I love porn Leo I Lulu I definitely jerk off have you never seen no I don't bro, get, I this, just like this I just bitch like, should I go be on fucking porn. famous I go on porn I look up what I like yeah there we go bang I like POV big titties. I'm this, down with that. This shit should... Oh, don't well. put this on the screen, by the way, Griff. This is like just for us, yeah. Lilu Lu. I love it. That's sick. They're like a French couple. I've been watching oh. their fucking content. Do you get for... to see a face or is she... Nah, never. Nah, so, so neither so of them... So she's anonymous. Yeah. Just this shit is genius. fucking... Dude, it's crazy. How many subscribers? What the fuck? Bro. 852 million views. Dude, wow. how the fuck have That's you never crazy. seen these two? Because I don't look at porn like... That, but I mean, I'm going to get more into this. This is really interesting. But it's... What what OnlyFans has done is it's... it's 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 And this is the, the, the amazing thing of the internet is that it's broken down the middlemen. Yes. The control. Yes. The, the And they the were world. men. They were men. Yeah, 100%. Women, this is what I find the most interesting in in the porn world is that it was so dominated by men. And women were, like, if you want to talk about, like, feminism and, like, males, like, oppressing women, like, the porn industry, like, the early porn industry was fucked in that sense. Dude, women have all the fucking power in the world now. I actually started a porn company with a friend of mine. Um, It was called Jasmine Honeys. Yeah. And we couldn't this is probably like 10 years ago when I was like 22 or 23 and we were going to shoot it all in 6k with the red epic yeah and it was going to be porn for couples yeah so like you know if you're into you're in, you're in with your new girlfriend or wife yeah and the whole concept was going to be really hot girls yeah like X-Art type shit X-Art exactly X-Art yeah. was actually an example and like yeah. we were gonna I was do, on that X-Art we were going to do we were going to do seasons we yeah. were going to do autumn and then we we're going to do yeah we were going to do um uh, we were going to do uh, spring and summer and I actually sh- directed a couple of like short porn videos and I remember doing do you remember Kiki Vetus nah. Kiki Vetus was like the, she's a good homie of mine she not anymore but like well, I haven't seen her for a while but she was like AVN rookie of the year yeah and right. she had her own show on the Playboy channel yeah and she's I did a podcast with her and she's fucking she's a gangster chick yeah. she ended up using her porn money to become a nurse and then she ended up becoming a pilot and like I interviewed her and she talked about doing scenes where she did so, like solo stuff next to her mum and like like full on crazy yeah, shit and she's the man. coolest chick I ended up taking her out afterwards and like we never hooked up or anything we're just homies but I went to a museum with her and like I remember hanging out with her at the powerhouse and just like thinking like this is like one of the most amazing women I've ever met but I felt bad for her because she was so disenchanted yeah. she was so like 
Well, nah. she's just so controlled in that in that industry back then. I'm sure. Oh, I think there was more. Not just just like so. Nothing shocked her. Yeah. So we're on a we're yeah. on the podcast with all these other people on a on a on a panel, and like nothing shocked her. Like it was like, I know it was it was quite mind mind blowing to me. Yeah. And so this OnlyFans stuff is empowered people like this. Yeah. That want to get fucked on camera. Obviously, we probably have mutual friends that have a lot of um OnlyFans stuff, and some of yeah. these people you know like um you know money. and they're making retarded money they're on some and then now they're getting fucked on camera yeah and good on them that's dude you can make retarded money just being a chick and just showing your titties yeah. like if you've got like a cool following and like people that like want to support you because so for me like i've been watching these guys for like i don't know if it says like when they're when did their channel start yeah 2017 like i've easily i would have been watching them in 2017 and like they just fucking kill it they they put in like a lot of effort into their content they're anonymous they're like a young couple that's like in love that fucking like dope threesomes and shit but it's like i just what a legend though dude, what fuck a pimp it. yeah he fucks too he's hot he's and fucking, uh, he fucks too you like it yeah like yeah, like yeah you curate yeah, like you got to curate their performance yeah like bro. he fucks yeah, and you see you look through the comments of some of the uh some of the pornhub the pornhub comments it's like yeah she's hot but she didn't get fucked probably yeah, yeah. No, you got to be a pimp man you got to you got to lay down the fucking dick dude it ain't it ain't easy too like i mean you film porn scenes like i film yeah i remember i filmed a porn scene with kiki and this other chick and the other girl that came she was a little bit she came and she was packed on a little bit but they filmed this scene where they had a double-ended they had a double-ended glass dildo that was like crystal glass almost like a bong right (laughs) and she got up on and what we did was we hired this place on the on the fucking promenade at fucking Broadbeach on one of the canals, a big mansion, and they got caught the day before um, filming porn. And it's illegal to film porn in Australia yeah, yeah. unless you're a couple. Well, isn't it? In, yeah, in, in, unless it's Canberra. It's yeah, a state yeah, rule, right? Yeah. So they got kicked out. And then I remember we, we, end, we ended up going to this this guy's house who was a juggalo rapper who was friends with him. Friends with her. Yeah, I remember the... Ca- yeah, yeah. ICP I and stuff like that. Um, anyways, uh, anyway, so we go to, a, we go to the house... And we pull up and I get out of the car and Kiki comes out. She's like, Will, she comes and gives me a cuddle. And she had she had no bottoms on, right? You know, like the bottomless party in, um, in uh, Harold and Kumar. Yeah, yeah. She's, just, she's got this little landing strip and I'm like, oh my God. And I had to look down to check if I was in reality or not. They were shooting, they were shooting photos for um, magnets. For, the, for like fridge magnets for some stripper company or whatever yeah. anyways I filmed this this porn with her and they're, they're getting on the double so end like of each other I was directing it no no no, no. Oh, it was okay. just girl it was girl and have girl have you filmed that, any stuff where like you fucked yet I've filmed I've filmed personal stuff where yeah, I've done yeah, that yeah. and I've contemplated going down this road yeah but I've got a few other projects that I'm doing and I didn't necessarily... Yeah, like if you're going like legal with... I mean, I don't know. I feel like you could fucking do anything I think, these days. Well, that's the, that's the thing that I'm contemplating. I don't know. I've, it's like it's, a, it's, a, it's also a morality thing for my mum because like uh, me directing porn is one thing, but I don't want to... I already do all this crazy shit that I... She probably is off so much of the shit you do anyway. No, nah, my mum doesn't really give a fuck, but she's like, she's pretty cool. She's got fucking three kids, and my dad's a fucking wild motherfucker too, but not not in the, in a bad way. I've been I've been to three strip clubs, and I, I took my dad to Spearmint Rhino for the <laughs> ski show years ago. It was a dragon party, and he fell asleep. I've seen him fall asleep at the fucking Hollywood Showgirls. I've seen him fall. Anyways, that that's another subject. But what this is what this has done is, so I, I'm filming this porn, and they're fucking on the double ended dildo. 
and I fucking got the biggest heart on of almost my life. And I had to do the, the I had to go into the bathroom and I'm like, I looked in my, and I'm, this is the one only time I've ever had this happen in my, maybe one, maybe a couple other times. But I'm looking in the mirror, I'm like, what the fuck? My life's crazy. And I had to do the, you know how you do the, the pant? The, the belly button The belly tuck, button yeah, tuck yeah, underneath yeah. the belt. And yeah. I came back out and I'm like, yep, let's, let's go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this is, I think this is amazing how it's empowered people oh, to have crazy, their, because people are into sex, man. And people, and also the other thing is that, you know, people like Vitali and yeah, Jackson, yeah. Jackson yeah. O'Doherty, and now and our kid, homie uh, Troy Candy. You guys have interviewed him before. He's a, yeah. like a, a mate of mine. He's not a good mate of mine, but my friend Flynn. He films all his content. Yeah. Now he started on OnlyFans this week. Troy Fuck, did. Yeah, yeah. He just really? Launched it. Yeah. So he's going to launch like I think he's just going to do like more of the videos that he couldn't expose. That's yeah. fucking fantastic, man. Yeah. That's a great platform where yeah. people can now make money. Mm-hmm. Now Vitali. And, St- and, and Jackson and all those guys I think they're kind of rehashing what Jackass did 15 years ago yeah yeah and, but good on him kudos I'm not a hater that's that's rad but like it's it, what no, it does Jackson is, went hard fucking his chick I don't I've never seen any of that stuff I knew that I knew, yeah I knew yeah that, like he went dude they made a fuck ton of money yeah like a fuck ton of money that's awesome. and he was like f- bashing that chicks but like they were fucking really getting into it too. I like, never it was saw like, any of those like legitimate I've met him scene. a couple of times but I don't know who really, I know him in passing so yeah yeah um, they, nah, they seem like, like cool dudes like though shit. no no that's all and, but that's, and that's awesome and I, I like I would definitely I've definitely contemplated it very much mm. um, but I don't know if I want to get labelled that dude mm. I don't know if you get labelled that dude anymore though yeah, but Adam you know twenty I mean? Adam twenty two is my yeah guy. yeah Adam twenty two is an interesting cat and I do listen to a lot of no jumper stuff yeah but he's still that porn guy like he's still that yeah but like, and in hip hop it's it, but hey wait I'll stop you there maybe you maybe I'm get, wrong do you want to get money or do you give a fuck about what people think like I don't I guess give a fuck just, I don't give a fuck about what people think I yeah, care about then, my what I think yeah but and I care said, about what I. Yeah, but if you care my about legacy what you of what I want to leave on yeah but no no it's not about label it's about the legacy that I'll leave when I when I'm when I'm gone and it's and and I aspire to be like people like Walt Disney and Howard Hughes and this kind of stuff is like it's like teenage shit yeah and so who I evolve into in the next 10 years could be greatly affected by taking the short course of action and just trying to get short-term money and short-term fulfillment out of being what everyone else is doing so I I kind of as arrogant as it sounds I think that I have the potential for greater things yeah and i think that if i aspire to be on the level of someone like a walt disney or a hugh hefner or someone like that i don't know if they would have done that no, so definitely would not so that's that. the conceptualization that's the conflict of interest that, that's the the conflict in my brain that i have it's nothing to do with what people think i don't give a fuck what people and anyone that knows me really can attest to that i really don't care what people say about me because you know there's probably a million people that don't like me but they don't really know me but the thing is that i aspire to grander grander things that i will evolve into at this point in my life i'm even conflicted by being who i am now because i'm Mm. trying to i'm obsessed with other things i'm obsessed with archaeology i'm obsessed with cannabis i'm obsessed with you know i've got a a a company in the works right now called byron bay ecotech which is gonna we're gonna build uh 3d printed hemp plastics covered in uh like potentially doing a JV with this company called Titomic. Yeah. They own this they own this 3D adhesive sprays and basically you'll be able to build skyscrapers out of hemp and shit like stuff like that. Like this is just it was just in the this is just talking out my yeah, ass well, you now. Don't, you don't have time but, for porn. But but I don't know if that's like I love porn. I love this this is great, but it's like it's fluff. Mm. And like we're smart cats. Do you want to be fluff or do you want to be 
the the game changer mm. so it's like it's it's like this part of my brain the devil on my shoulder and then the, the still devil on my shoulder going you can do better than that mm. you know and like i'm only just starting to get into this game i've only really cared about entrepreneurial activities for maybe four to five years because before that it was all about just going skiing athletes and, shit, yeah. and not even just athletes you're just fucking being a rock star and just traveling and just chasing fucking short-term gain mm. you know short-term adulation you know uh, jumping off cliffs and partying and you know porn stars and all that bullshit and it's fun but it's like what is the legacy that you're going to leave when you're dead mm. and you know how do you how do you become alexander the great you know and that sounds fucking arrogant as but if you don't think like that, then you're never going to be like that. Yeah, yeah. So if you actually like conceptualize how people like Walt Disney or Elon Musk or you know Howard Hughes or you know even someone like maybe Steve Jobs, that's a little bit. I don't really aspire to be like him. I don't really. Even Richard Richard Branson was someone that I was obsessed with as a child, and my I grew up in a place called Verbier in Switzerland where he now has you know one of his resorts, and my father's best friend. He used to be his head financial advisor. So I've met him a couple of times. I've had dinner with him and shit like that. And he's in, he, I was obsessed with him when I was a kid. I was thought he was an interesting cat. Do you think that he'd do that? Because it's no. fluff, you know? Like it's yeah. it's short-term cash and it, it's not really contributing to the progression of human society. Yeah. And it is fun, don't get me wrong, but Hugh Hefner never did that. He, he kept it he kept yeah, it slick. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've, I've, I've conceptualized whether it would be better to be Larry Flynn you know Larry Flynn have you ever seen the people versus Larry Flynn and he started Hustler nah. and he got shot um, in a at a law court because they were trying to charge him for for fucking um, what's the what's the um, promiscuous content or yeah, yeah. whatever back in the day because he, he had full vag out and all that kind of stuff but he you know he had he was the dirty guy of porn and then Hugh Hefner was like the clean cut like yeah. I'm fucking supermodels and you know like kind of stuff so it's like it's a conflict of more so I wouldn't say morality but more so the ideology of potentially being able to aspire to greater things yeah. as we get older because so, so yeah. how does a, how does a, your like set up with like just having the chicks around all the time and like what's the setup like and running that kind of program because it's ever since I've known you it's just like there's always just like a lot of girls around because um, that seems just like hard to manage for me uh, depends on the week. Lately, I haven't been doing it very much. Yeah, it doesn't seem like nah. as much lately, but nah, it was. It has been. It's definitely still around. Um, a lot. I'm always around girls, but a lot of it's around work and stuff like that because I do a creative direction. Like tomorrow, we're going to do a bunch of stuff with Fireball. That's why we just rocked up with the Fireball bus. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'm growing a little bit. Maybe yeah. getting a bit older. You know, I'm over thirty now. You don't want to be Fonzie at fifty. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But who knows? Maybe I'll, I'll go back down that path because I'm I'm definitely conflicted. Fluff yeah. is fun. Do you know what I mean? So what's the... For someone that's never like just had that many girls around at the same time and like are you sleeping with the girls at sometimes, the same time? Is there like sometimes a lot of threesomes depends. and shit going sometimes down? Sometimes it just depends on the situation. I don't really like... I just go with the flow and just let... I just mm. have, try to have fun and let girls have a good time too, you know? Like I had aspirations of being like a Dan Bilzerian type but like... He just looks fucking bored and he's just kind of cheesy. Mm. And some of the shit I do is cheesy too. And I've kind of conflicted it about whether that's like who I, because it's not, it's not, who, it is part of who I am, but it's not necessarily who all of who I am, you know? Mm. And it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I still love doing that shit. I still do that shit all the time. But it's like, 
we got to evolve. Mm. Who the fuck's Dan Bilzerian going to be in 30 fucking years? Because mm. he never did anything. At least Hugh Hefner wrote, wrote, he had, he wrote awe inspiring articles and he had amazing content and he had photo, well, photography. He built a legitimate brand. He, and he built a legitimate empire and he, and he, one and of he, the world's most recognizable yeah, brands. Yeah. And he contributed to the evolving, the evolvement of human, humanity and, and culture. And he contributed to, you know the progression for certain oppressed people in the world so in today's day and age stuff like this it's fun fluff is awesome but it's all self-serving egotistical bullshit Mm. so i think that if i ever get to the balance there's like that japanese thing called called ikikagi Mm. where it's like the three the three different layers what i do what i get paid for and what I aspire to be and if mm. you can get all four of those layers I'm obviously quoting this badly then you achieve like total enlightenment in the Japanese culture mm. like that would what would be what I aspire to as I get older mm. I want to contribute to something I want to have some kind of legacy where I'm actually helping the world and helping the universe because self-fulfillment is fun and I'm still still 20, 10 to 20% of my who I am as a person but what the fuck is that going to do for me when I'm 70? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that'll happen like that. We're fucking going to be that old. You know, that happened to our parents, you know? Mm. And my parents grew up around, you know, my aunt, my mom's cousin's the drummer for ACDC. My mom, my dad used to be good friends with fucking Michael Hutchins. He died jacking off on a fucking toilet seat with a fucking, a bag around his head. Bon Scott died in a, in, not, that's not my mom's cousin, but the, 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 he died with a, basically, on his own vomit like mm. it's not really a good way to go out and it's still fun but it, that should be the icing on the cake you got to have a little bit of mm. you got to have a little bit of oomph in there and you got to have a little bit of mixture because if it's not if too much of anything like when I met Hef a couple of times he looked bored mm. so you got to like that's icing and icing's fun but it's also good to eat the cream and eat the whole cake so I'm trying to evolve to a point where I can have all of it and still eat my cake and eat it too mm. so Yes, I, I, that is part of my life and who I am. But at the same time, I don't want it to be all of who I am. Mm. So fluff stuff like this, I've contemplated going down it greatly. And I think it's rad. I think it's awesome. And I, can, I give mad kudos to people that do that. But most people that do that, that's all that they do. Yeah, they don't have like an... Then, yeah, well, it's like, yeah. you know, that's why we do all this cannabis movement with this who are we hurting stuff and building, you know, like it is part of what we do. We smoke bongs and we love weed. But at the same time, we also want to help people to be able to, you know, for their opiate problems or their, you know, there's a greater cause to it. And there is a fulfillment that comes from it mm. that you can't achieve through fluff bullshit. And yeah. that's fun. Don't get me wrong. I love that shit. That is a lot of what I put out into the universe through my stupid Instagram stuff. But like, that's not necessarily real. Mm. That's just fucking the facade that you your ego projects of what you the world you want to perceive you to be mm. and then other girls are like that but like the chick that you're going to meet through doing that she don't give a fuck about you she just wants a bag of coke and to get more you know get a job out of your whatever. not all the time some girls just want to have fun yeah. like it is what it is but it should just be like you got to have fluff and you got to have fucking does that make sense yeah yeah no definitely yeah I mean it's uh, like to me it just seems like a fucking time suck yeah. Like, as well with like just having I mean I guess if it's like a part of the brand and the business and the stuff but yeah. like fuck keeping one chick happy is hard enough it feels like because I mean I've thought about that shit of like 
you know, just monogamy, polygamy, like the different kind yeah. of routes that, that you can go down. And I mean, threesomes are fucking rad. Amazing. You know, like you definitely... But you can find a bisexual chick that's into it. But if you do have a threesome, you have to make it about her fantasy. Because mm. if she's a hot girl and she's really into you, and then um, she'll get jealous. So mm. if you make it about her fantasy, you're not just fucking two chicks. It's You're experiencing that through her then you'll have a, it's better for the relationship going forward yeah does that make sense oh no I've had yeah I've had that experience yeah. like I've, I've had one of the things that that's crazy about threesomes is the like you think for most chicks you'd think that it would be like a um, some chicks just love pussy more than dick though yeah that's true too and good on them like fuck I'm so down with that I love women man I love women my nickname since I was 12 years old the horny Dutch kid because I'm half Dutch, man. I'm fucking the horniest person on earth. Fuck something about I love, I love fucking women. But also, you know, like, you gotta... It's it's also awesome to have a cool chick that got you back, you know, and to have well, both. I wish, I wish most chicks would, would... Like, there's definitely some chicks that get it, but, man, 99% of dudes, like, if your girlfriend was like, yep, yeah, I'm down to have a threesome, like, let's fucking do it you would end up liking that chick more after you've had a threesome and like most chicks think it's the other way around where they'd get like super jealous in the moment but man like it's and it's definitely like that's been the case for me it's, it's becoming like, it's becoming less less of a like a, a big thing to do i think mm. because of instagram and stuff like that but like going back to like like the girl in question before that we were talking about like when people become so desensitized it's not as fun yeah yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. it's like there's there's i think that world the world is a smorgasbord and it's you want to experience as many things before you yeah but see there's die. a fucking problem there though right because there's the that becomes a problem of infinity 100% so you're just chasing infinity totally so like that's there's a paradox there it's always so a like, paradox though don't you think yeah but i mean if there's a like a a very uh like a well that to me like intellectually it just it's well that's concept, a very easy one the to concept overcome. of morality is a human invented thing yeah 100%. there's no morality in in the universe no do you know what i mean like but when, the, it, when, no, the, when the when the zebra gets eaten by the lion is there any morality in that that's just law of the jungle well there's no i would say that there's chaos and order though <laughs> yeah I and would agree. so that i'd say that is a physical thing that exists in the universe or that's like a it seems like a fundamental property of the universe like the fact that we can even uh conceptualize order and chaos means that there's some property within the universe that has created enough complexity in our mind to create that model so i feel like there is where are we evolving to next though what's going to happen with this metaverse stuff like now everybody's like like so many people are hidden behind their phones and can't even make a phone call and mm. like where our generation we're like pretty lucky because we grew up in both we had to learn how to handwrite yeah we, we, we got learn, it like right at the sweet yeah, spot yeah right at the sweet spot and we get to experience kind of we get to kind of dip our toes in both ends of the spectrum and when we're older like a lot of these young kids like they'll just they'll have no conception of reality yeah and I, I don't know where it's going to go and I don't think it, I don't necessarily I'm not necessarily techno shy or techno pro you know but it's interesting to conceptualize where it'll go. Yeah. And I, I think that I'm not on the level of intelligence of someone like Elon Musk, you know, and we, 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 but we, we look at someone like that and we like hold them at such high grandiosity and like that they know better than everybody else. But I really reckon, I reckon, and if you listen to that podcast that Joe Rogan did and he says, you don't want to be me yeah. because I'm 
functioning on such a high level that I can't, I can't sleep. I can't, my de- my brain just doesn't sh- shut off. Yeah. So like that guy wouldn't have a lot of peace, you know? No. And, and he's like you were talking about um, forever filling the, the void, right? Like that'd be a hard, yeah. That'd so be that's, a hard that's thing the, to live, man. That's the problem with just constantly chasing pleasure. 100%. Because it just becomes like a problem of infinity. Like you exactly. just, you, you will by definition never even like if you have, fucking a threesome every time you have sex between like That'd now and the fun, time man. that you die it would be nah actually nah it'd get it'd get a fucking redundant yeah well that's why like i said anything. when i saw heffy look bored you yeah know because I mean? you you by definition like even though it feels like progress in your life like you actually are no closer to anywhere like yeah. you, it, it's just i've always conceptualized still i still remember me the first time i met him the next day i had this like full-on kind of like you know hung in a hangover stupor at the hotel I was staying in I was like I remember looking at the roof and thinking like I heard this story once my parents bought these uh, this place they were going to open a backpackers at Kira next opposite um, opposite uh, where 7-Eleven is there right they owned that building and they sold it off and uh, the guy that used to own the antique shop there told me this story about this guy that was in the Navy he looked he had Navy tats and stuff and he's walking down the street and the guy used to sit out the front of the antique shop and just kind of chill right on the beach at Kira there and he said he's walking down the street this this old lady and this man like hand in hand and these two kids came up and were talking shit to the wife and the guy drops the hand and just knocked the two kids out <sighs> and grabbed the, the hand and kept walking and I always conceptualized I was like fuck that's amazing love right you know that people in history built monoglyphic statues and these kind of like like the, the like uh, the Taj Mahal and you know whatever other things that you know the maybe Vatican mark whatever 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 it's just a conceptualization of the mind right yeah of being that in love that where where people die after their beloved dies they die two weeks later mm. because they just they just basically they manifest that they can't survive without that person in their life right and i always thought it'd be really interesting to live a life like that and then live a life like hugh hefner mm. and be able to be able to compare which is the more fulfilling they're probably the same thing because we probably there's probably no answer no there but it's interesting to conceptualize those two the yin and the yang you know because most people they'll never experience either or yeah yeah you know what i mean like most people will never live hugh hefner's life and most people will never be that in love that they die two weeks after their beloved dies whether it's male or female or you know gay or straight or whatever the fucking lbg whatever acronym that you want to use at at that level you know so it's like it's I, i don't know i think that we we're just floating on a rock around another rock in some yeah. chaotic... And we can conceptualize for years and years and years. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I've no, I haven't figured it out yet. But it's interesting to... It's, I think it's really, really, really important to um, aspire to, to, to more. Yeah. And to like... Th- to try and like you know look at all the shit that you've achieved with this stuff you know you you were a filmer before or whatever there is that you did and you're like oh i like talking and you you created something and like you probably get a lot of fulfillment out of just having conversations with people mm-hmm. because you normally wouldn't have conversations with these people yeah. and these people even if they're just off the street and you meet them and they're like of notoriety and you have these subjects and we're talking the, the vast array of subjects that we've just talked about we haven't really talked about like we talked about skin but we just touched on subjects you know yeah and it's not like it's 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 interesting to have these kind of conversations and this is probably the best way to have a free-flowing podcast is to talk like joe rogan does yeah and how he just talks about stuff he doesn't really go through someone's whole career and you know there's certain podcasts that do do that yeah um and they'll just go you know you started in 
in Nebraska in 1965 yeah, yeah. you got your first snowboard and then you went to yeah. snowboard camp in Mount Hood and then blah blah you know like that like that whole narrative of just following yeah, a timeline yeah, yeah. you know so um I don't know I've I haven't figured it out yet but it, it's interesting to conceptualize because I, I definitely aspire to greater things well I think the the fulfillment in this is I, I just think that we're designed to solve problems. Like yeah, they're totally. like basically like what we are as humans. It's an interesting way to think about it. Well, there's just like this we have these like set points that we need to get to. Like I'm hungry, I'm yeah. horny, I'm thirsty, I'm bored, I'm this, I'm yeah. that. So it's like causality. Yeah, there's like this set point. One true nature of the universe. Yeah, and then that's your then But that's but that relates back to everything in the world. It's like when we if we did cross the Bering Strait, right? Okay, went from from Europe to North America. Yeah. Okay, we're wa- we're walking across the ice shelf. Well, we've got cold feet, so we invented shoes. Yeah. Now I've been walking for three days. I'm tired. Oh, I'm an inventor chair. Yeah. And so so on and so forth. And if you really think of the brass tacks of the world, every single thing in our existence, there was a cause and a reaction. Yeah. yeah. And we needed a t-shirt. We needed a hoodie. Well, we wanted every single thing, the, t- the television. Yeah. And that's crazy if you really go down that rabbit it's hole. it's fairly deterministic too. Yeah. Like when you kind of, when you backtrack and then you think that like, it couldn't have been any other way. Like in the moment, they're really just, no. like there's options, but then the thing that got chosen, you don't really know why it was chosen. It just yeah. kind of bought But into- that's just human nature. And it's interesting. I wonder where we came come from. And I wonder if there is a God, it's probably some form of energy that's evolved to the point where it can manifest and, and create life. But then like our puny human brains, we conceptualize things as like point of origin and point of extinction, right? So when I think of God, when I was a little kid, I'd think of God and be like, well, what, what created God? And then what created the thing that created God? Well, God is infinite, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Believe, like in, infinite regression. believe in this fucking... Well, that doesn't really have faith in this fucking this thing in the sky like well I think it's just like a probability problem Mm. like what's the probability that that 2000 years ago they just fucking guessed right you know what I'm saying well but Christianity is like if you know there's like a bunch of movies like Christianity like Judaism is like uh, is an interpreted kind of version of like Sumerian and Mesopotamian culture there's stuff from you know like it's like i'm not i'm not a i'm not an archaeologist i'm not an anthropologist so i'm yeah but when you read like a a book like sapiens is a really like i'm not read that i have to you have to 100 percent have to read that it's not uh like you pass me my phone i'm gonna write that down that's one of um i mean that's like a good place for just like that lay person to start like you're obviously not going to be like uh anthropological expert after reading that book but it's definitely like a really good well-researched like rough timeline of like humanity and how we move from um it's called sapiens sapiens yeah i think it's like a brief I'm, guide I, to humanity i really need I'm, I'm i'm trying to get back into um into reading a lot and it's like such a fucking important thing to do it's oh, just so important but you read a lot now yeah yeah every day yeah, every day for like what? For like half an hour? And nah, an hour pretty much. I and and do you do it like, do you do it habitually like when you wake up? Yeah, I do, do the it? same thing every day. So, yeah, that's, see, that's So I right. get up, I get up at, you know, five o'clock, I make a coffee, I take my dog out, 
and then I come back, I sit down with my coffee, I read for an hour, then I get up and I do my day. And then like the other day we flew to Adelaide, I literally read, almost read a whole book on the plane. So like, yeah, whenever I can, I'm just reading shit. Because I I just, I deleted all my social media off my phone. So like... it's fucking rad because I spend like, I spend like three to four hours a day on my phone. That's fucked. And it's Dude, like, you'd spend way more than that. No, nah, it's about three to four hours. Sure. Yeah, I look Fuck, at the numbers. Cause, cause but I, f- I do run, I do run the, I do run like a few different accounts and a few different businesses on there. So it's like, you yeah, gotta, yeah. But on a bad day, it's probably six hours. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, I was just on my phone too much. It was just too much. And 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 but then I use that as an excuse. Well, and, you know what? Fuck! It almost caught me out today though because I was at lunch and I was going to be late for this, and then I fucking. I didn't have Instagram on my phone and then I was like fuck I need <laughs> I fucking need to text with and then so I had to like log into Instagram on the survive like so actually it, it does like definitely does have a function um, um but then but then I think that the the ultimate um like it's like I, I've got a couple of friends that like like I've got like five ten missed phone calls right now right and I've got a bunch of um you know like blah 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 but it's like the the, the whole the whole notion in today's society is like if he calls me i need to answer now yeah, i need to deal yeah. with the problem now it's like no 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 it's my reality i'll call him back when it's convenient like when it's, when when i'm ready to deal with that issue i need to be in the moment mm. so if i can so that's something that i really really need to push in my brain is to be in the moment and mm-hmm. that's probably something that i'm going to get out of this podcast and i'm going to try and i'll probably communicate back and forth with you about that is being in the moment and mm. what, what's the word for that like in being present yeah yeah you know what i mean like yeah. and and uh like and, so and for, it, for example to, this is like a good example of this just uh, today in my daily life so uh got up in the morning walked the dog down had a smoothie like i ch- switched up my routine today went down had a smoothie sat down and i was looking out of it's fucking burley street like i live in like this area i've been on this street a million times and then i looked and i was like fuck i've never no- noticed that mural there's like this massive fucking mural above uh, like a place I just go all the time. I never notice it. So it's just like, you want to talk about being in the moment. Like you just keep your fucking, I got nothing to do on my phone other than like news app. I got my YouTube shit. Like, so I can look at YouTube and, uh, and yeah, like there's been so many times where I'm just like, I'm just sitting down looking out at stuff. And then I like had, I seen two old ducks fucking walking down to the bowls, burly bowls. And I was like, hey, good luck today, girls. You know, like just, just to make a conversation. I had nothing just, else to fucking people, do. That that generation just seems so much happier. And it's interesting. There's a, um, Less inputs. There's an interesting... Um, the, do you remember the Quicksilver Crossing? And they, nah. The Quicksilver Crossing, they, they bought this old icebreaker boat in probably the late 90s, early 2000s. And they employed this gentleman who was like a, some f- famous sea captain to basically pioneer new surf locations around the world and they did a whole campaign uh, around it. yes I do remember and this anyways they in, in one of the movies I remember it when I was a kid they they interviewed um, the gentleman who was the captain yeah and we'll wrap this up soon after this because this is a good thing to, to leave on and he talked about like happiness and he talked about going through northern Papua New Guinea kind of between Borneo and Papua New Guinea yeah and he said he pulled up on a fucking island and this this woman walked out of a hut like a mud brick or whatever straw hut or whatever it was stick hut yeah and she had she was topless with a with like basically like a like a um a straw 
or a stick or whatever the thing gra- a grass a grass skirt mm. straight out of what you would have seen from Captain Cook mm. and he said it was the most mind-blowing thing he's ever seen in his whole life and he said I've never experienced true happiness until I met those people mm. because they had no other influence in life they didn't know where they were or what they were doing but they were totally present in the moment mm. And that's why they were truly happy mm. because they had no conception of anything other than what they were doing right then. Yeah. And it was like, I remember being, I was probably like 12 or 13 when I first saw that. And I was like, fuck, that's, and that, you know, like, I don't think about that all the time. Yeah. But that's an interesting concept, especially for someone that like, that's seen so much, you know, like yeah. experienced and been so many places in the world. Like, yeah, there's still a lot of places in the world that are like that, you know. Oh, dude, when we do that ride through Vietnam, yeah, um, we've we've go through like villages, and there's like young kids, like you know, four or five years old, never seen a white person, and then you pull up on these fucking like Harley looking things, and they're just tripping the fuck out. They're so happy, and they're so like excited. They're literally their mind is blown. So there's 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 more people that live like that than people that live like us. Like yeah. we're we're a fucking weird minority, you know. Yeah, and and our concept of reality is like this, and the fluff. Yeah, and, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, you just like chase this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's and like I said, it's fun. It's fun, but it's like should be like, it's like a once a week thing. It's yeah. like a ten percent thing. Should yeah. be a ten. It's like, like it's maybe like even not that. Yeah, well, that for me, I like ten. Ten percent is a good rule. Yeah. It's like the the tidings for the the Church of Mormon. You give ten percent away to the church. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah, give ten yeah. percent of my brain away to the church to, of pussy. to my devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Which is pussy, and which is I don't really like drugs that much. Like, they're they're all right in small doses. It's fun, you know, sober you up to a couple of lines and stuff. But I've never been like someone that's had an addictive personality. I'm like I gotta get it back, gotta get it back. Like I have a, you know, I yeah. do know quite a lot of le- high level functioning people that you know are quite into that kind of stuff um but 10 percent rule is probably a good way to do it yeah yeah hey if it works Anyways, but yeah being present and the 10 percent rule is how we'll probably leave it yeah so, perfect i've enjoyed this this has been fun i'm glad we finally got to do it i've been a cunt to get on to like it's all right no, pretty no. fucking shit but no, um glad better be. late than never man that'll yeah. be the name of the, the first autobiography and uh thank you for your time i love what you do i do listen to your uh, your podcast quite frequently and um definitely I'll we should start a book club and fucking yeah. exchange books Just I think that would be a club. really interesting I gotta do uh, well every year I do like a book review so yeah. I did like last year's one um, I do it about this time every year it's actually fucking daunting to do I'm like looking at the pile of books and being like fucking hell I really need to it's gonna be a big job well good, good Godspeed to you yeah. thank you for your time I appreciate and, um, it man I really enjoyed this. Hopefully we can do it again sometime. Yeah, it was fun. We'll definitely do it again. Fantastic. Thanks, man. See you later. You. Thanks, mate. That was an interesting... That was... You know what that was? Just a stream. Yeah. But it was interesting. Yeah, I love it. Oh, they're the most fun for me to do, to be honest. Yeah, like we talked about a lot of different subjects. And it wasn't really about, like, prophilic. Nah. It was about me, which I didn't want it to be about. Nah. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that. That was fun.